Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Wow. 13. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, oh my 30, 31 things from T-Paul. It's like you're counting the inches well, in Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> this is audio gold. Let's go. Right, here I heard go. nothing. Bring it. Again. Bring this shit. All right. Big time. <laughs> toy boat. Three, two, one. <laughs> I miss the toy boat. <laughs> I love toy boat. Oh. He, mm. he is, you, you stop. You know when I'm going to do it. You guys just jump the frig in. All right, back up just Hello. for a second. Just for a second. Back. Dodging in charge. Shut the front door. <laughs> Behave. Always. Oh, it's going to be fun. I got something to make each of you very happy. You already bring the happy. E11 o'clock comics, I don't care. Episode 189. He loves to do that. The bones are back in town. Yeah, I was actually comic. considering using that, but then I said, I thought you might. That'd be too trite. Oh, you never tried it. I'm not. I'm untrite. I'm the anti-trite. Trite. Trite. Anti-trite. That sounds like a great Obat villain. Anti-trite? I know. Anti-trite. Stalactrite. You used to be awesome. Anti, uh, I, I, uh, I heated your Twitter rise, and I read, uh, I read that, uh, that whack-ass area that you guys <laughs> Wait, did you just use whack-ass and planetary in the same sentence? No, whack-ass in Oh, I thought you said planetary. No, you didn't like Deathstroke? No, I did, actually. Yes. You wrote me in. You wrote me in. I'm, I'm in. Really? I, I have I, never loved I, you more. I run away from action comics. Never mind, walk away. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm done with that. Really? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, some against ball wow. people. Wow, somebody exits. Stage left. Brought oh, out the I, made, I made a couple of exits for for so far with the new Fifty Two, but no, that yeah, the man, issue that the third issue just. Uh, I first of all, you had Clark looking like Kevin from Prime because oh, here he's walking through uh, walking through a lab and. Um, and his neck is like I understand messing up your hair or slouching or wearing baggy clothes to to throw off the the build underneath the clothes. But where where does neck go? It's all like he looks like a swan. And and I can't really. I, I love rags. And and it's I, I, I hate thought my wife was on the rag. I, I, of course, did. But I mean, I I've been I enjoyed so the first stupid. two issues. The third issue just just kind of visually fell apart, and I just I. We already know that Morrison wasn't the hook for me with action, but so I just say that's all right. There's still plenty other of the new. Sorry, right, we'll tell you how good it is. We'll keep telling you. Please do. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah. So pre-show, we actually talked about action comics. I got to write that in the notes. There, they're not going to be able to hear it. I don't think, but it's in there. That's there. All right. Nice. It's like soup. We got a loud intro today, huh? We did. No, not really. A weird one. Not a loud one. Hey, everybody. 
11 o'clock comics episode 189 i am vince b Chris yes you are i'm yeah. sorry oh god i'm rusty it's, uh actually no i'm not rusty i'm chris neesman hi <laughs> trombone <laughs> Cleveland Steamer. Rusty <laughs> Stop. Rusty Stop. One of my favorite Major League Baseball players. That's my favorite player, yeah. Rusty uh, Stop. Well, he was a Met, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, never you're a Met, you're a Met all the way. That's right. I, I, I always wanted to eat at his, uh, at his restaurant. I'm David Price. How are you? Of course you are. And uh, back from uh, a little pan-dimensional hopping, I am John Gaunt. <laughs> no way. Oh, my God. Really? Look look at that. Really? He's from Sinosure. Oh, I just, I'm already, I'm, I'm going to, oh. You are not John Gaunt, nor are you Grim Jim Twilly. You are Jason Wood, everybody. Yes, everybody's here. What's your favorite baseball player name of all time, funny or otherwise? Yogi Berra. Yo, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> David, uh, I I I, I kind of like Lee Mazzilli. As uh, I'd say, uh, funny name. That's yeah. a good one. I'd say uh, Pete Inky Dinky Dog in Cavilia. Nice. Oh. My my favorite baseball name of all time. Uh, he played for the Dodgers. His name was Buddy Bianca Wonka. That's wow. awesome. Bianca Donk. Bianca Donk. Yes. I do also like uh, Bucky Dent. I think that's a great Love, name for I, for I, anything I, baseball. You you ever see uh, Tug McGraw? Yeah, Tug. Tug. That's Tug a porn Tug. name. I was uh, I was a big fan of uh, Goose Gossage. Also, I tried to get all his cards from his from from, from all his years. Goose. How about Daryl Strawberry? Snort uh, the coke I, out I, in the I right sure, field. I share, I share a birthday with Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> there you go. And Jack Kerouac. Well, all right then. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this mess, this potpourri, this stew of don't crap has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you, Mr. and Mrs. Funny Book Aficionado, can get your favorite books and or collectibles at huge, amazing discounts. Anywhere from 35 to 75% off their monthly spotlighted specials. You can also score an extra 8%, but only if you're a brand new customer, brand yes. new user, so to speak. You put the following code in the slot. What's the code, David? EOC8. That's EOC8 for the hearing impaired, and you can get an extra 8% off your order. Bring your discount way up there, like 58, 60, 99%. You can get a ton, a ton <laughs> off, off your comics. Retail, laugh at it. Walk by, point at the cover, giggle, and then place your DCBS order because you're going to get it for a lot less than you would have paid. Discount, comic book service, DCBService.com. Yay. I'm getting giggle, good at that. Giggle at that. You are. It's, it's becoming, uh, uh, rote. You've just got now, it ready. Right yeah, I think we, you're right. It is becoming rote, and that's I'm trying to get away I from used, that. I used, to, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and like talking like about InStockTrades.com back in the day. <laughs> what the guy next to you say? I missed you guys so much. Yeah. Oh, I missed you guys too. I tell you, this this month, even though I was on an episode two weeks ago, I feel like I haven't been on in a month because of everything that was going on with work and stuff. It's uh, it's yeah. good to get back to some sense of normalcy. All right. Speaking of normalcy, Chris, what should you be doing now? Uh, drinking, uh, which I am. Um, uh, oh, speaking of, I uh, I wrote a comic shots article. I know you did. Yeah, yeah, I had fun with that. Uh, go check that out. Um, uh, Where can they I, find that? iFanboy.com. Uh, I wrote it about my favorite. It, 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 the, the article was kind of about 
bourbons for different situations because I love bourbon, but there's a there's there's a perfect bourbon for every situation, from fine dining to going to a dive bar, and uh, and I matched the bourbon with uh, Mr. Murder is Dead, which which I've talked about before is one of my one of my favorite uh, no not one it's my favorite graphic novel of 2011. There's a a preview for the uh, 11 o'clockers, uh, wow. but anyway. Uh, our drink roll call uh, tonight. I'm uh, I'm drinking a little Tangerine tonic uh, with a little wine. Damn, keeping it. Wow, damn, I, it's funny because I almost made it a G and T for uh, for tonight. I'm I'm trying. It's it's my cleansing process. It's the post Thanksgiving <laughs> cleansing. Wow. I need a nice cleanser. Well, only Chris would 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 call a gin and tonic a cleanser. <laughs> Yeah. Chris, Chris. Chris. Are you having turpentine as an aperitif now, next year? Kind, of, kind of kind of flush things out. So, uh, how about you, Jason? What uh, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, this is I, I I hinted in our intro, which no one will probably hear, that I had something that was going to make each of you happy this week, uh, and uh, and and my drink roll call is going to make you happy because it's been a while since I've had anything unusual. It's been a lot of lot of beers, a lot of Dr. peppers, and the like. Um, <clears throat> So, as you guys know, because you've known me well, uh, Christmas is, uh, in spite of me being a uh, an atheist heathen, uh, Christmas is my favorite time of year. Uh, yeah. I love everything about it. I love the trees, the trimmings, the kitschy TV cartoons, the uh, the the uh, the secular and the religious songs, all of it. Love every bit of it. So, getting back from uh, Thanksgiving, normally before we uh, Thanksgiving rolls around, we actually have our tree up already. But because we were in Florida, we didn't have a chance to do that. So I'm like full bore into the getting the house Christmified mode. And in honor of tonight, I made a uh, a drink called English Christmas Punch. Now, it is uh, it's a little complex, but I highly recommend it. You could Google it. There's lots of different ways to make it. But basically, you take uh, red wine. So Dap loves that. You take tea, and you gotta use like a pretty strong tea so you get the flavor. Um, you take basically equal parts of that. Well, a little more tea. It depends how you want to mix it, but take equal parts. Just heat that up um, as you would the tea anyway, just so it's hot. Uh, then you mix um, pr- another equal part, about a third of rum in it, Ooh. sugar, and then oh. or- I put oh, some wow. orange and lemon in it. And uh, it's basically like a cider. You know, it's like a tea kind of cider, I guess, if you like a rum. But but it's, it's, uh, it's delicious. You're supposed to drink it warm. Um, I made a big pot. My wife actually has a cup upstairs right now. She watches TV. So uh, it's really good. It's called English Christmas Punch. And uh, oh. I plan on having several you, cups tonight. You, you, will, need, yes. you, need, you need to post that on the forum. Yes. That sounds awesome. I will do that then. Yeah. that's Yeah. All we do at like, you know, my house for the holidays is the, the big crock pot of, uh, of cider with a mm-hmm. bottle of rum or, or bourbon by it. But that sounds awesome. We used to drink cider, but uh, but I I think I've either become or discovered that I'm allergic to cinnamon. Oh, wow. so well, don't put cinnamon. Yeah, so I'm trying to find alternatives. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, does it, it real cinnamon or the fake stuff, or just it doesn't matter? Like once you realize it's on there, I'm not sure if it, it matters. But the, okay, no, the last few times I've inje- I've eaten something with cinnamon in it, I've gotten a massively bad headache like immediately. Oh, wow, okay, so. I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but all I know is uh, it's happened like four or five times in a row. And like the second or third time I realized, oh, it's, it might be the cinnamon because it happened the last time. And yeah. then the last, I tried it like twice more, and then I realized it probably is the cinnamon because it happened again. So it's either a really strange psychosomatic aversion to cinnamon all of a sudden, or it's, uh, it's <laughs> or a, a true allergy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which, but 
Yeah. Uh, David, how about you? Uh, it's it's a bummer because it it hasn't been cold enough to uh, to drink anything warm normally around this time. Um, I know I know Vince loves the hot toddy. Uh, we um, you know so I'm just, I'm not. Um, I'm not drinking wine tonight. I my stomach's been bothering me for most of the day, so I, I was sipping on some ginger ale, and then I figured, you know what? Well, what goes good with ginger ale? So I took the uh, Jim Beam out of the cabinet, and uh, that's nice. what I'm having tonight, yes, sir. Man, you you are that is that's that's that that's my drink. That's my go-to drink. I that's love what you say every time, man. A, a Beam and <laughs> ginger ale, it just it makes me happy. Just yummy inside. I'm glad uh, something um, does. Oh, hey, you know I'm. Okay, Vince. <laughs> Asshole. Damn. <laughs> did you hear the gauntlet gonna, hit the floor? I, did I, I'm I'm gonna be happy for the, the rest of 2011. I just, just because of that comment, of dickhead. My uh, so drink is in, <laughs> it's incredibly complex uh, to to do my drink here. I, I have I have to twist the cap in the clock yeah in the clockwise motion and then then lift as I'm twisting because then that takes the cap off it and then I drink it. It's uh Yingling Porter. You mean well mm-hmm. I gotta try their porter. That sounds really the interesting. Butler, the butler comes into your your, your den and twists the cap and, and Yeah oh the butler, yes, yes. Yeah. He also polishes my Batmobile. Of so course he does. There you go. <laughs> Awesome. Great. Happy holidays, guys. Yes. You too, we, buddy. We have thank yous, and I think we, we pretty much all have the same one or yeah, more. Across the board. I was. Uh, yeah, I, I have an extra one, but yes. Me but, too. I have two extras. Before we one. say his name, I just want to comment that um, the funnest, coolest envelope that I've gotten this year. I know, right? Unbelievable. He, he hooked me up because he, he did me a Paul Smith era slim Cyclops on my envelope. It is the best. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a Wolverine saying Snicks Bub. Nice. All right. I got Jesus. It's <laughs> so appropriate, isn't it? Vince, Vince, I've been meaning to have this talk with you for a while. You need you need <laughs> to get Jesus. I need to get Jesus. You need to find Jesus. He's under the bed. <laughs> you hitting the sauce? Uh, no, I don't need to find Jesus. 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 K. Reist. Of course, we are talking about Backwards yes, Dave. Don't fuck with Ev- Jesus. We, we call him Evad, but of course his name is... Uh, does he want us to say his name? Is that okay? You know, you know, no, it's, 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 not, it's not Evad. It's Backwards Dave. That's what I said initially. You know, Evad. But it, uh, Dave Frank produced a comic book, and it is scatological and right up my alley. It's uh, Saucy Jesus and the Gun of Sod. <laughs> published it himself. Yeah, uh, Cactus yes. Comics, and uh, yeah, courtesy of Kablam. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. I, you know what? I I need to take the time and and really dive into it. But right off the bat, I, I wrote back to him and and thanked him for it. But I, I had to tell him that the ads in this thing. Yes, yeah. skunk apes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yes. I, and yeah. I love how the tails of the skunk apes hide their nasty bits. Yes, very yeah, very wait, strategically wait, placed wait, tails. There, there's skunk apes in there. Mm-hmm. Inside back cover. The, the back cover, yeah, back cover. That is hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is that's that that's an around comics convention. That is a um skunk What's that? 
um, skunk apes came up in conversation. I know this, and I can't tell you exactly why I know this. Uh-huh. It will all be revealed um, in the next couple months. But um, um, skunk ape is is something that was talked about, and actually, I believe invented on around comics i may be wrong backwards dave will have to correct me if i'm wrong but yeah yeah um it's um, okay what are you kidding me i don't yeah. think he listens to around comics i mean come on he's got taste wait but you're Seriously. claiming that the skunk ape was rented, invented on around comics i think so what no way it- skunk ape is an urban myth man it's, a- it's- oh okay <laughs> We were talking about urban myths, and and that's uh, and Tom brought up skunk ape. I didn't know if it was uh, no. if it was something that was. Uh, yeah, Tom's oh, just a learned man. See, so. it's yeah, real. That's, that's oh, yeah. also, it's Tom real. Who about skunk apes? I okay, I'm crediting Tom with inventing skunk apes. Yeah, so. Tom is, is, which, is which probably is a man could of many happen. Talents, but inventing yes. skunk apes is not among them. He could yes. invent a skunk ape if you really wanted to. Oh my God, I love that they have. Um, he's got a, a total parody on the. Uh, um, the doctor, yeah, see, which is exactly what Jason said earlier, balding. Yeah, and I was looking at that, and you, and I, I was waiting for Kristen, oh. I, and turn the page because then he's you got see what the, the best part of that is that atlas. When, he, when he sinks the ball, the guy in the background says, "Jesus, Jesus." <laughs> yeah, that is pretty brilliant. I love it's, it, uh, and every everyone from our generation automatically recognizes that Spalding. Hell man. yeah! Yes, you bet. And he even does the. Uh, did you see that Vince though? Where uh, on page twenty four, the big sound effect. You don't have the book in front of you, do you? I do oh, too. Doom. Or, yeah, he, it's, he's uh, someone. Someone slamming on Surtur's anvil. I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that Simon's? What she said. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a Simonson workman thing. But yeah, oh, this this was this was good stuff. I even got it a sketch inside. Very uh, funny. Very did, funny. Did you see that the uh, the ads were inspired by the ads in the two thousand and one number one comic? Oh really? Oh, okay. old, old Jack. Jack did those ads, you know. You know he did the uh, book we're and the ads. Talking about this, is there anywhere where people can go to buy this damn thing? Yeah, it's um. Our let's forum? see. I believe he's they got can. The they can come movie. to our forum. Which they is where also... David? Uh-huh. <laughs> forum. We'll put a link to the forum thread that started saucy Jesus in the uh, in the episode thread. I do want to uh, alert uh, backwards Dave to one thing though. On the cover it says four ninety nine, but on the barcode it says four fifty. So I don't know if I don't know if that barcode is tagged for four fifty. Better check that out before you start. You know, if these get into comic shops, they're just going to scan it, right? Yeah, if they start selling this in like Walmart or anything. Well, you never. No, I don't think that'll happen, right? <laughs> but, no. Well, the other just, cool just thing too is uh, keep an eye out there, Dave. He he gave a nice uh, a nice thank you note to us all too, which we don't have to read, but it, but but right. it, very very nice words for a guy. This is his, his first comic. This is crazy. Yeah. Your first your first okay, comic wait, wait. is this I'm good? Sorry. Here is the. Uh, it's available through Indie Planet. He's got a link in in this thread. Uh, you can get it. Retailers can get it through Comic Monk Comics Monkey. Uh, there's a minimum price. Prices are for digital ninety nine cents. Oh, sweet. <gasps> do it. Print is four ninety nine. The book came out to thirty two pages, and the whole thing is in color. Um, so yeah, so we have we have information that we'll put in the episode thread, so you can order it. Yeah, make sure you do that. Definitely nice. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. We all yeah. we all love it. Yes, absolutely. And, and he drew on pretty much everything. The envelope. I got a Hulk on the back of mine. 
um, the envelope, the inside of the front cover, the note that was included. It's like a, a plethora of Backwards yeah. Dave doodles, and it's awesome. <laughs> I was just going to say doodles. Yeah. Uh, I'll, Great stuff. Um, Take it I'll, away. I'll, I'll get my other thank you out of the way before we hear from Jason's. Um, there was last year, around, yeah, last Thanksgiving weekend, uh, Fire Breather, the animated special. Oh, yeah was on Cartoon Network. Phil Hester uh, and Andy Kuhn? Andy Kuhn, yes. One of the animators on Fire Breather is also work, has worked on a bunch of other things. He worked on the Batman, what, what some people refer to as the Jackie Chan Batman cartoon. Uh, there's been... Um, he's, he's, he's done a lot of work in animation. And recently, so he, he worked... On not William, no, it's not. It's not uh, WJD. He um, he's a fairly new forum member, and uh, and actually we all talked about the Green Lantern animated series when it premiered. Thomas yeah, yeah. Perkins the Fourth. Oh yeah, the yeah, man. Yeah, is extremely talented. Right now, you can get his uh, sixty pages. Uh, it's a sketchbook that is. Um, it's slightly bigger than maybe, uh, the, yeah, physically, the dimensions as, as far as height and and, and um, with it, it's it's a little bigger than, than maybe a. Um, uh, wait, hold on, I'll measure. It's uh, no, oh. it's like it's slightly smaller. It's slightly smaller than than a volume of Pluto. Oh, when, okay. When, when, okay. When you look at the cover. So, um, it's, it's I like them that size. It's about this size. It's on some really sturdy. That that's the back cover. I'm I'm knocking on. It's 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 like it's like Woodstock. It's not even a cardstock. And and yes, I know that that's a place. It's eleven it's, o'clock uh, Foley. Um, this is just it's. I mean, border to border, full bleed. There, there's just doodles and sketches. Some are full. Co- it's it's an awesome sketchbook. He is um selling it for eleven dollars and ninety five cents. Uh, there are links also to get it from from his blog where you can get it it's uh but he is he is a phenomenal talent the the, the things in here i Vince would absolutely love it there's there's kid cthulhu i got uh, one coming buddy he's got he's got mock covers uh in in a um in a uh, cgc plastic slab there's uh capitan america there's just i mean there's things in here doodles are are, are awesome i really do appreciate Tom is sending this to me, and um, and definitely, when you guys can check it out, there's, I believe he's got links to his blogs and his signature on the forum. But uh, we'll um, we'll try to put links to the um, to to his blogs in, in the episode thread also. So thank you for that, Thomas. It's it, it's a beaut. You bet. Nice. Uh, and I also have two thank yous. Um, so they're both uh, Black Panther related. Uh, first, I received uh, an astoundingly amazing commission from uh, one Mr. Tom Scioli. Tom, uh, as we as we have gushed about, uh, probably best known to most as the uh, artist on Godland, which we've talked about quite a bit, as well as American Barbarian, which uh, which which is coming out in collected edition through Chris Pitzer's it, Ad House in February. What, what? I, mm-hmm. I can give you the page. I'll give you the page <laughs> you of go. the previews that it's on. And I just lost... Oh, it's on page 226. 
Nice. That bat, that bastard better be coming to C two E two by the way, because there's the uh, the page from Captain America, All Hail Hydra, that I oh, still yeah. have to get from him. Nice. Yeah. So he uh, so for for those that know Tom's work, you know he's 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 very much uh, uh, a, uh, a a devotee of of classic Kirby styling, and so it fit perfectly for him to do Black Panther for me because um, I wanted him to do a commission and. Considering the three characters I usually get, Black Panther just made the most sense since he's obviously uh, perfect for that Kirby vibe. Um, so he did a a commission of Black Panther battling the six million year man. Nice, awesome. So uh, it's like you no, know, I mean uh, it's just classic seventies greatness. And uh, and he threw into the package uh, a copy of Secret Prison number five. Which um, I I didn't. Did you talk about this, Vince, back in the day? Yeah, I don't have that one yet. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's an anthology. He did did the cover. He did. He did the cover. But it's also. But I opened it up thinking like it's something he had he had done. But which he did the cover. He said. But there's also Jim Ruggs up in that bitch. I know. Uh, (laughs) A ton of other people. But uh, but the fact that he and Jim Rugger in it alone makes it amazing. So I got to give him much love for throwing this in here. I haven't had a chance to really read it. I flipped through it real quick. But uh, but I definitely will will give it a read because I'm a fan of the anthology. So prove positive that you do not listen to me. Why? Oh, I've talked like, about Secret Prison before and Jim Rugg. I said I said you've talked about this yes. before, right? Yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah yes. you did, and you even said oh. yes. You you. Oh, I was lining shit up here. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. You answered in the affirmative. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Now the the other thank you, which is an even harder thank you, um, is so a- Andy Tom, who uh, again, uh, buddy, we've uh, gotten to know the last few years, is on the forums, and uh, um, you know Andy did some. So, well, I think he started by doing. Um, it was a piece for Chris, right? Of um, of the uh, the characters from uh, Space Boy. Yes, basically. Yes, right. Yeah. And we all saw the piece that he did for Chris at C2E2 mm-hmm. last year. And it was I, I have the original pencil. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And we told Andy that he, he needed to draw more because, you know, he's, that's not how he makes his living. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but he, he really has, has continued with it and, uh, and just continues to put out tons of work and he, he puts it on our forums and does the sketch challenges and stuff. So he had done one for each of, 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 of you and had not done one for me. And had asked me what I what I wanted uh, some time ago, and so I said, "Well, I, you know, I'd love a Black Panther from you." So he's been working on it for a long time. And he's actually had like some moments of I think nervousness. He's told me like I'm working on it, but I'm putting the finishing touches. So he 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 finally I guess felt it was it was ready for unveiling, and he sent it to me. And uh, it's it's just uh, it's it's absurd. It, it's it's unbelievably cool. It's first of all, it's it's a two, it's a double it's a double page splash. Oh wow! So yeah, so yeah, that's going above and beyond. <laughs> yeah, it's humongous. It's fully inked, and it best. is just stunning. Like yes, it's one of yes. those things where you see it, and I'm like, I can't believe like a guy who just considers himself like an artist on the side just did this. Like it's like yeah. it's it's as it's as beautiful a piece as as would normally cost hundreds of dollars from a quote unquote named artist if you got a commission done. It is it is Black Panther. Um, well, first of all, it's it's the jungle setting, and on the left side of the page. Uh, very close up to taking up a good good chunk of of the the left page of the double page is uh, our turrets uh, aimed at uh, aimed at, at T'Challa, and then in the middle of the page is T'Challa with his back 
he's kind of turned looking back at you, you could from but you see his back with his fist clenched, sort of ready to to whoop that ass. Uh and then standing <laughs> next to him is an actual Black Panther. Uh, oh wow. So it's all in a jungle setting with you know, with vines and foliage. It's it's oh, just I will um I will it's too big to to scan for me but I I will take a photo of it and try and crop it to make it uh and put it onto the forums but it's it's just amazing and uh and so above and beyond any anything that uh, I I could have even expected had I paid a bunch of money for it and and it was a, it was a gift for Andy so so I can't yeah. thank him enough and uh, that's how that's how I felt with the stuff that uh, June Bob sent us last oh god yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, definitely absolutely. yeah so wow. This is definitely one for framing and matting, and I will do that, and it'll go up in a in a in a uh, place in the in the gallery here yeah. of prominence. And uh, I just I thank him so much. It's it's just it's yeah. just tremendous. It's beautiful. Uh, I've got you know I've I've gotten to the point I've got I've got enough original artwork and amazing sketches, and so I've got them like thrown in like just like the the plastic sleeves yep. all over the place. I've got. To get a hold of a an actual art portfolio, why don't you get a flat I'm, file? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting. For I don't have. Just, I don't have space for a flat file. He has. What's Do that? A, I'm. I'm waiting for Jason to tell me the one he has. Yeah, oh, Bobby, oh, I, 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 I did promise you I would do that. <laughs> okay. it's, it's all good. Don't worry about it. I, mean, I, I need to know, too, because I've got like right. I've got like 40 pieces of original comic art yeah. and sketches. And, and yeah, I got mine from Lightcraft all over the place. It's yeah. been great for cons, you know, because it's, it's, it's small enough that I can travel with it easily, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's easy, easy to, to transport when I'm walking around the con. It's not too yeah. heavy, but it holds just about anything. Uh, that uh, you know, up to a up to like a full comic size page. Um, it, but uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's great. I'll, I'll have to. I'll run into the office and uh, if we take a uh, drink break and and grab it. The, yeah, cool. uh, I, I mean, I have. I, we we got to hit Michael soon. I mean, we've we, we've accumulated art over the years, but I have I have the Mahmoud page from Power Man. I, I have the Phil and Andy page from Green Arrow. I mean, there are. I, I want to do something nice for the pages and. Um, and also for just the commission pieces and things like that. But I mean, in the meantime, they're, they're just like stacked in a couple of the hard plastics that I pick up at the show when I do pick up art and I, I need something stored for that. But once, um, before I do forget there, I, I definitely want to see the Black Panther piece once, once it's framed and on the wall, Jason. But in the meantime, the, uh, I believe Andy has posted, if not the entire two pages, he did post most of the uh the art on his blog so if so people can we'll we'll put the link to that also okay Be- yep. before we we move on mm-hmm. big ups to mr sean pryor and action lab because in the new previews yes on page on page 224 action yes. lab entertainment in the house three mm-hmm. books Oh, good for uh, them nice sean, sean pryor and adam Bessignotti, along with uh daniel j logan did X01 and the Rock Solid Steelbots graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Super Ugly's in here with Monsters Are Just Like Us. And Dave Dwanich has one. The hey. uh, Space Time Condominium, Season 1 trade paperback. So, Action Lab in the previews. Have they been in there before? Yes. And I mean, yes. they have? Yes, because well, I have, yes. uh, I have yep. one of the graphic novels. Yeah. Well, yep. screw it. Big props to them. And don't forget Tom Scioli's um, American Barbarian hardcover now i i don't like to impart my will on you guys or my desires i guess bullshit i don't i let you be whatever you, you want to be and, and live 
I, you know, can I, can I live? And that's what I do. I let you live. But I was. Wow, looking, I could I, not sound more whiter saying that. I was. I'm sorry. I, I'm not white. I'm Sicilian. Um, I am Spartacus. But which is a great show, by the way, on Showtime. If you, yes. Or stars. Sorry. Um, what died. was I saying? What was I saying? Yeah, but they they're doing a a prequel type thing now. Oh. Yeah. So Action Lab, right? Well, yeah, Action Lab. But this, I I have been screaming for a reprint of this for literally decades and that when it's the truth ever since you know the the whole trade paperback uh collection engine has sprung up in comics i've been saying they have to reprint this because it is one of the best things ever to come out of marvel now here's the deal you guys have to buy this i'm not going to take you know if ands or buts you have to buy this and in return forever tell me what to buy no, listen, for how long, wherever how long it takes them to reprint this, I don't know how many issues it's going to take, but every issue that you buy of this, you can suggest an issue to me and I will buy it. Ooh. Is that fair? Ooh. Come on, but it has to be same price, and that's three ninety nine. I am talking about written by Moon Knight co-creator, don't hold that against him, Mr. Oh, Doug Munch. Oh, okay. One of Marvel's, in my opinion, finest talents. You're gonna say current, and illustrated by Mike Plug. It doesn't get. It does not get too much better than that. You lost me. Terror on the what? Oh, what? You're not into the. It depends. It it depends on the subject matter, I think, though. But I, I, Jason, no, you're shitting me. We've had this discussion before, my friend. Mike Plug? How could you like Eisner not like Plug? It's almost the same thing. Go ahead. Keep doing but anyway, it, dude. I'll the, buy it. The story, I mean, the, the book is called Terror on the Planet of the Apes. Now, all due okay. respect to Mr. Hardman and, and, and Karina Bechko, they do fantastic work, but I'm telling you right now, you will never read a better written or illustrated Planet of the Apes story than Terror on the Planet of the Apes. Ain't going to happen. This is high water Marvel, by far one of the best things they've ever published. And I was so boom, boom, boom is publishing it. Yes, I would say it's Planet of the Apes. I think Terror on the Planet of the Apes lasted twenty, twenty issues of of the Planet of the Apes magazine. I I don't know for sure, but so it it seems to me that they're publishing two stories per issue. So. Ten issues at three ninety nine, well worth the price. And I'm even going to buy the hardcover when they eventually do collect it again. So it, it's so worth it. And while you're at it, get get Betrayal on the Planet of the Apes too, because it's fantastic. Pl- Terror on the Planet of the Apes. Remember that. Yeah, Betrayal um, ships next week. Issue two. So yep. So get ready cool. for that. I'll definitely try that out. Why not? Y- you gotta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm pleased. I can do that. Nice. Now, I had said that I had something to make each of you smile tonight, uh, the first being Chris's and the drink roll call. The second, Vince, is that uh, although many people know that I was on vacation last week, yes. what they don't realize is that you and I, strangely enough, vacated to the same place a few weeks apart. That's awesome. Yes. And it's find- a place that's relevant to our little comics podcast. It is. I'm talking, of course, about Universal Studios. That's right. And the fact that uh, it not only has a Marvel-centric area, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, although I have to say... It's still... I wasn't yeah, sure. Still, I mean... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They have four years to get rid of oh, it, I think. Oh, okay. 
the um, I will say the the comic book store or the excuse for one is is is, is appalling. Oh uh, my god, yeah. <laughs> like how, like talk about a wasted opportunity. Like yeah. I, I don't understand how they don't have a store that's just chock full of every comic that they make on sale. It's all list price too. There is no yeah, discounts yeah. going on. But, but, but I, I, don't, I, I come not to to to, to, to besmirch, but I came to come to praise. Um, but but <laughs> Marvel thing was cool, dude. The Harry Potter fucking part of of Islands of Adventure was unfracking believable. Outstanding. Did you have a butter beer? I didn't have butter beer because I had no idea what was it supposed to be. Like it's what good. was in, in it, but uh, but they did have it there. Um, but it was just fantastic. I yeah. mean. I realize part of that is because it's the new hotness, and so it's got the newest technology, and they spent a boatload of money on it. But it really felt, in a lot of moments, like you were in the midst of, of you know, honest to God, Hogwarts, or yeah. and what, or, it's supposed to be Hogwarts, or well, um, uh, it's, it's Hog, Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade, the town, like the town Hog, of Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. Yeah. yeah, and then and then Hogwarts is the the main ride, if you will. I, I call it a ride, or I guess it's a ride. Yeah. Um, the attraction is inside of Hogwarts, and um, you know it used to be back in the day when we were children. The uh, the, the the amusement parks, you had to wait these long ass lines, and all it really was was a bunch of zigzagging metal yeah. bars, right? Yeah, but yeah. but this, the the parks have gotten a lot smarter. So even though there are humongous lines for the main Harry Potter attraction, it's it's all in and of itself, almost like being in a museum, because each room, like the, part of the part of the waiting line, is in the is in the uh, the nursery, like the uh, the the plant, you know, the plant like arbor, arborium, whatever they called it, with the uh, with the uh, you know the little screaming plants. Uh, what are they called, Vince? The, you know the uh, it starts with an M. Uh, oh God! Uh, yeah, mandrakes. The mandrakes. mandrakes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you go into uh, you go into Dumbledore's uh, study. And the coolest part of that is, is he speaks to you, and it's this amazingly realistic 3D hologram. It's scary how real. Yeah, it is. and as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, <laughs> dude, when we were kids, we saw a a like crackly 3D hologram in Star Wars of Princess Uh-oh. Leia D2. That was just like cutting edge technology, and that was like a fake mock up of something that might happen in the future. And now. <laughs> I'm thinking like the big thing when I was a kid a long time ago was fucking Lincoln. Oh, (laughs) way older than. But uh, now we're seeing like 3D lifelike holograms of people talking to you, and the coolest part of it is we were we ended up because you know loops, and and actually during the we got in line for the first time in the morning to try and beat the crowd, and we had beaten the crowd, but then actually the the ride broke, so we're waiting. Yeah, the rod broke, so we're waiting, and we ended up being in the Dumbledore room when it broke. So we saw <laughs> the 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 guy's speech, like the the projection, uh, twenty times maybe. Oh and like on no! The third time, uh, Colin, my oldest son, who was the only one old big enough to to ride it with me, uh, was like, "Dad, why does the guy keep saying the same things over and over again?" Ooh, and I'm like, well, convinced. It's a, I'm like, it's a it's a it's a projection, buddy. And he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "It's a hologram." He's like, "No, it's not. It's an actor." <laughs> so I was like, so just, just like it is. And then the next room is uh, is the the um, the uh, like the study, and uh, and you you see, of course, Harry and Hermione and and Ron come up, and they 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 appear from the invisibility cloak, and then they talk to you, and they make it snow inside the room. Um, it's cool. just amazing. And then yeah. the ride itself was just 
I mean, Vince, you could, it's, it was, it, it, it made me actually dizzy at the end of it. I was like pretty, yeah. but, but it yeah. was just, I mean, you're riding on the broom and you're fighting a dragon and you're seeing the, the Dementors and, uh, it's just amazing. It was just absolutely stunning. Spiders all shitting their webs at you. And, they, and, and as the spiders would, would crap on you, they'd spray you with water to increase the illusion. It was really neat. But, uh, so we were outside of Hogwarts and I was talking to, uh, one of the workers, this hot chick with a silent butler, and she said that attendance since they put in Hogwarts has like quadrupled. They 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 can't keep the people. You know, I mean, there's there's floods of people coming into the place. But you're entirely right. The only thing that I was a little bit put off by, I wanted to see the damn staircases. I wanted yeah, to see yeah, those yeah, friggin' yeah. staircases. Yeah, yeah, right, and we got, right. I was like, where's the staircases? And Vinny's like, Dad, I think you're out of luck. You know, oh well. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Pops, I think you're screwed. But the ride is unbelievable. Did you and, end up having to buy, or did you buy any of them a, a wand? Oh, all three of them got wands. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Shit. I want a wand. Which ones did they choose? Oh, boy. Um, Mia got Hermione's. Okay. Uh, Vinny got, um, Harry's and I think Nina got one. I don't know the girl's name, but it's got a crook on the end of it, like a hook, oh, and it, yeah. it's all withered and and bent and stuff. Oh, that, that's got to be Bellatrix's. Yeah, that's okay. Badass fucking wand. Yeah, yeah. Especially whenever she turns it into a whip. I was gonna say if I'm my if I'm buying a wand, it's gonna be Bellatrix's wand because yeah. that's. Well, I have to say the uh, the wands are a big. I mean, they're these parks are also very good at getting parents to spend ridiculous amounts of money on their kids. <laughs> Yeah, because these wands are uh, they're wooden. I mean, they're they're nicely made, but they're you know they're carved wooden wands, Resident. and they are thirty one dollars a piece. Yep. Wow. And uh, I think there are like eighteen different wands you can choose from. It's so um, Jackson he chose Harry. Uh, nice, understandable. And it's and an Colin, elegant wand. Uh, was, what's that? It's an elegant wand. Harry. It is. It is. It's a little yeah. like. Little like simple, like with the wooden, like the bark yeah. handle and stuff, but, yeah. but, uh, but it is Harry, so of course I'm sure it's probably the most popular one. You uh, know, and then Colin shows. Mm -hmm. yeah? What? Go ahead. No, go I ahead. was going to say shows Sirius Black's wand, which I thought was the coolest <gasps> one. Nice. <laughs> That's sweet. It's like yeah. it's dark black wood, real smooth, like squared up, and it's got these little like ruin, like almost like uh, like Egyptian or or some kind of ancient ancient script on it. Uh, yeah. I thought that was the coolest one. So. We we were yeah. standing there looking at the wands, and this guy came up, and he had an armload of boxes, uh, like at least. Is this name Ollivander? No, well, <laughs> at least fifty wands, <laughs> and I thought, wow, they must go through you know a decent amount of wands here, a tidy amount. So we did our thing, and and maybe about an hour later, we came back to the stand because they couldn't really decide which ones they wanted. The dude came back with just as much wine, wands, and he was filling up the cart again. I was like, holy, that's yeah. a gold mine, man. Oh, yeah. 30 well, bucks a pop. The other smart thing is, you, so you bought them from the cart as well? Yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't getting right off of that, the main attraction ride is this cart where they sell the wands. Now, they put that cart in that didn't used to be there in the beginning, but they used to sell the wands only in Olivander's. But oh. the problem with that is that the Olivander's is almost like a ride in of itself in that you go in and it's a, it's like the scene in the movie where you go in and the actors have the kid he chooses a wand mm -hmm. and they actually they depending on what the wand they choose they actually can either act like you chose a wrong wand and there's all these effects or they act like you chose the right wand but it's a it's a big to do and so because it's a couple minute little thing the theatrical thing they do the line just to go into the Olivander's wand store is ridiculous yeah, like when right. I was there it was almost two hours to get into this right. oh, yeah, oh my that's God. why we went to the cart so, yeah 
Yeah, so they put the cart, but that didn't like so they they after a few months put that cart smartly next to the main attraction, so a lot of us could just go and buy the wand instead of having to you know wait two hour line to <laughs> yeah. do the whole thing. instead of having the kid <laughs> actually experience something. Fuck it, we're gonna go buy the wand. Dude, that was the same thing. Have you all seen the uh, the last? The the last movie, oh. the Deathly no, Hallows too. I've seen the first three movies because we're reading them as we read the book, so I'm I'm still I'm uh, way behind uh, the Harry Potter. Actually, yeah, I think I think the last one we saw was the third movie too. Santa's wow, bringing it. Santa's bringing it. So I I, I just watched the uh, the last movie last week and uh, no re- really enjoyed it. Now Marta went and saw it. it's the I think it's the only movie that Marta has seen in the movie theater in the last year. She went without me too uh, on a day off. Good for her, yeah, smart, smart move, woman. Marta. She, she, yeah, she's she's a she's a big Harry fan, um, but uh, so, uh, obviously, yeah, apparently, and yeah, she married it. Uh, no, but she, she enjoyed it. Um, I I really liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, thought it was well done. And, you know, at, at the end of it, you know, I had to think to myself, it was like, you know, this has been from uh, from an entertainment and and especially um, uh, a cinematic standpoint. It's a huge accomplishment. I mean, yeah. they pulled off, they yeah. pulled off a big fucking feat, man. They made what eight movies with basically the same cast. You yeah. know, anyone anyone that didn't die, uh, the same cast, eight movies, really uh, thematically very similar. They kept the same tone mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, there's, you know, it obviously got darker and darker yeah. through through the entire series, but, you know, fucking tip of the cap, man. That's eight movies that you can watch back to 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 back <laughs> and, 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 and have, you know, and, and really kind of get the story. It's not as deep as, as the books, which mm-hmm. are not that fucking deep, but it, it I mean, what they, even, fuck- they even changed directors too. Oh, oh yeah, several, yeah, 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 yeah. Several, yeah. several they, times. Now it, it took about ten years, right? I mean, because I remember this started yeah. around around the same time. Yeah, the the Rings trilogy kicked off, and I know that that was only two thousand one, two, and three. So I remember because I think Harry started around like Thanksgiving, and then the Lord's movie started around like Christmas or came out for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about you know eight, eight movies in ten years, but what a fucking accomplishment! And um, to see those kids grow up like that has yeah, been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. The, the thing I like best about the movies is that it's a living document. You get to see those kids, well, children, mature yeah. into, into yeah. like like young adults. Well, Harry's more than a young adult, but you, you get to see them actually physically change over the course of this this sweeping saga. And did you know, if you get, you, they have a box set of the Blu-rays, Best Buy had it for eighty, I think. Stop. Set like seventy some dollars. That's less than ten bucks a movie. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was, um, I bought uh, a really inexpensive the box, the prior box set before the last two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have them all, but the last two for in, in, obscenely inexpensive. I forget even it was like, but I think it was because probably they knew that they were going to be, you know, they were going to yeah. have to put an even fancier box set when the all the, all eight were out. Sure. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, the, the funny thing is, is having watched the third one recently, um, I I knew from following the actors and stuff over the years how how much older they were and what they looked like at the end here. But I, I was surprised yeah. by how old they look in the third movie. Like that has me thinking, like man, like like I thought they would still look like kids in the third movie, but they're, <laughs> they're already starting to mature in that movie, and and there's yeah. five more. 
You can no, it, 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 it progresses really. Yeah, I mean, that was always the fear, you know, whenever they started. It's like, well, if they if they don't, you know, kick this into gear, you know, Harry's going to have a beard in, in the last movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, it was just it was just done so well for, you know, and, and that's the thing that uh, I mean, that entire series. I mean, J.K. Rowling, she I think that she matured as a writer, and you know I'm never going to confuse any of the the Potter books with with you know the the great literature of you know uh, of history. But it it, it was a great and and an awesome example of world building, which um, which I think we as comic fans are very drawn to and and she built an amazing world and it and it it worked in the way that those that those books evolved and it was it was really a lot of fun to to follow along with those both in the books and the movies and and you know I was one that I I caught on to it about the third book or so and so I read each book before I watched each movie from, you know, really from like book three on. And, uh, you know, what a, what a really, really neat experience. And, and I think something that, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's this generation Star Wars, but, um, I think it's gonna, it's gonna embed itself in, in popular culture for, you know, probably two, three decades at least. Sure. And Rowling doesn't care. You know, you, you can analyze the, the, the writing style. Oh, the language is clunky and, and, uh, you know, she, she kind of, well, whatever the case, she doesn't care. She's making $3 million every like 10 minutes. <laughs> whatever. You can analyze yeah, I, it. I, I, right. It's, it's, um, exactly. I mean, I, at, at some point, something becomes transcendent, right? Which it's, it's no different than, uh, a, uh, a film critic, you know, tearing apart something iconic like, you know, the original Titanic. story. Or something, yeah. you know. I mean, it's, it, it's certainly from like a academic standpoint or a literary, you know, from a critique standpoint, there are things that you could assail it with. But, but the truth is, nothing that reaches this level of popularity could pass that kind of scrutiny because it has to appeal to a lower common denominator to make it ubiquitous, right? I mean, it right. has to be written. It, it can. It, the, the 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 problem is that people too often confuse well written. Um, with with um, well, expertly written, so, something doesn't have yeah. to be. Oh shit! I mean, with, with, I mean, David talked about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, those, yeah. those are. I mean, those are. I don't want to say terribly written novels. Oh, um, back up, back up. I don't want to say terribly written novels. <laughs> but, actually, but 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 Tolkien was a linguist. He was not. He was not a writer. He was right. A but I'm saying, like in that case, they actually, yeah. you know, there are people that have actually dissected. I mean, he created his own language. I mean, that that's that's you know. That, so well, I mean, no, he, he was a he was a linguist. He was right. he was not necessarily a, a great writer, but yeah. it's the it's the germ of the idea. Um, gee, kind of like maybe Stanley and Jack Kirby and Ditko and. You know th- those guys creating this germ of an idea that that can live on for decades and but and, and I, grow yeah, like a tree. And, and I will say not not that I again I, I um, not to hold myself out as some kind of literary critic, but but uh, but I will you know I, I I will say having having of what I've read of the Harry Potter books, I think they're they're actually quite well written relative to say like something like the da vinci code which was wildly popular and then also i think assailed by a lot of people for being poorly 
I think that's a genuinely poorly written book. I mean, it's actually like pretty pretty poor structure, pretty poor grammar yeah. in places. But but again, it, it ultimately did its job, right? It sold tens of millions of copies and entertained people. So I mean, I somebody's laughing all the way to the bank. Absolutely, and her castle in Scotland. I wonder is she a yeah. neighbor of uh, Grant Morrison's? Oh, I don't know. But I, I think Rowling's works will stand from a literary perspective the test of time much better than a lot of things that other people like to critique. I mean, I, is it the best, most wonderfully written thing ever? Maybe not, but it's 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 quite, quite good, I think. It's, it's no yeah. naked lunch, but it's enjoyable. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, you were talking about yes, germs, right? Uh, was I talking about germs? You just, you just mentioned germs, the germ of an idea. So oh, I'm, gonna ru- an I'm idea. running with the germs, okay? okay. Yeah. What did you read for this week, Chris? Uh, are you seriously? You want me to get into it now? What I was teasing? Yeah. Um, man, I am so late, like, uh, like decades late on on this train, <laughs> and it's it's. I think it's Vince's favorite work of all time. You think? You didn't know. Think about it, buddy. No, um, <laughs> I am about. I'm about a third of the way through. The Commandy <gasps> Omnibus. Did you did you feel my heart go kathump when he said and, that? Hot damn! I I think this is um and follow me here. I think this is the perfect time for me to be reading this mm. because um I, I I've been a, I've been a huge fan of of seventies area or seventies era dystopian films. You know I love a Boy and His Dog and and um, you know, Planet of the Apes, which we've talked about over and over and over again. Uh, Soylent Green. I mean, the, the Logan's Run. All of those, all of those movies that that kind of encapsulate that that genre. Um, and, and I think the seventies were an amazing time for making movies. And this this book, Commandy, is like this beautiful cousin of all of those amazing dystopian films of that era and it um it's something that you know for me as little as like maybe 10 years ago i would have read and kind of laughed at because it it kind of shows its age in a few different places but but now really kind of uh coming to this realization of the greatness of jack kirby to to read this i can i can get past some of the stuff that is is very um very weighed down by the time that it was written and and some of the there there are some clunky moments in it but the the germ of the idea to come back but uh to what vince was talking about um just the absolute brilliance of his imagination and his ability to not only not only draw which is what most people think of him as is is as an artist but he was a creator and the world building that he did in 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 this book and so many others is just absolutely amazing it is um so yeah. uh, it, the books that we read today for the most part in most mainstream comics are so conservative are so restrained in their their creative impulse. They're stingy with their ideas. Yeah, they stretch them out. Yeah, and you go yep. back and you, and you read Commandy, and it's like this motherfucker was throwing 
everything out there. It was just like, I got to get this out of me. Every issue is like a roller coaster ride. It's every. It's like, okay, we're in the balloon and we're going to tracking site. Wait a minute, cut the cables. What? Cut the cables? Splash. You're splashing down. Next page or next issue, it's like Commandy's being taken prisoner. And it's like, wait, what the fuck happened? They were on their way to tracking site. And it's like, all of a sudden, he's just like, oh, he busts through a wall. And then he's in downtown Las Vegas. But But no, it's it's not not even next issue. It's like, here. And it's it's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, and, come on. No, no. In, a, in the greatest of amazing possible ways. It's like it, it changes from pay, It moves so fast and it changes, it changes locations and, yep. and you have like rat people and then tiger people and gorilla people and, and it's Commandy working his way through this world that he kind of knows but not really because he's been sheltered his entire life but the life that he has been shown through basically books and probably photos and that kind of stuff doesn't exist anymore fucking ridiculous and amazing and there are big tiger princes and (laughs) and guys that have patches on their hearts that turn them into cyclotronic hearts hearts. jack gave me a cyclotronic heart he did i i I can't read this shit and not be just number one totally amazed that a, a human being created this the the human being as far as comic books go but it's it's a wayback machine for me i i can i can sit down with this um what is it an omnibus an archive what do they call it yeah, an omnibus, right? And especially issue nine. Everybody knows it's my favorite issue of all time, but you know, it would be amazing if Commandy was just like an average kid, right? But he's not. He, he, Commandy is so humble and he has this, this super robust moral code. Like the, the thing that got me as a kid was the, the one part when they splash down in the tracking site and the servitex are all, uh, saluting. And, and Commandy salutes back, right? And Ben's like, you have to do that. You have to salute them. But he's like, I can't help it. I, I just can't. I have to salute these guys. And then, like Chris said, the roller coaster ride. They they arrive in tracking site two seconds later, which equi- is equivalent to maybe three panels in Jack's world. We're introduced yeah. to this NASA mind, which is the remnants of NASA, okay? And and Ben and Renzi and Steve, they explore, and they have to put these cartridges in the NASA mind to... Uh, track their progress, right? Like one second later, one of the server tech comes up and commands, like, "Dude, y- y- your robot's pointing a gun at us." What? He's pointing a gun at us, and the robot goes absolutely fucking crazy, blows the shit out of Ben and Renzi and Steve, leaving Commandy alone. And who pops up? Like the murdering misfit, this little Modoc-looking dwarf brother thing, it straps itself to his back and it's pulling his hair. And he's like, "Look at this! This is Mordecacus. It's gonna kill everything." Commandy's like, "Fuck that!" And he he backs into the wall. Fries um, the murdering misfit, and when he does, what comes through the wall? Friggin' bats! <laughs> it's like insane. You, how yeah, do you it's, how it's, do you plot a book like this? It is. It's comics, man. It is. Oh, it is I love. It's, I get. It's, it's, I get it's crazy out there. Enormous boner. No, no <laughs> rules, and that's what I love. There's no fucking rules to it. It's like, yeah, we're gonna do this now. Yep. And exactly. It's just like, yeah, you know what? That that's. It it just reaffirms and and there are, man there are so many 
amazing creators out there right now and do fantastic work. But I feel like a lot of people are walking in mud and mm. and Kirby, dude, he was just there was nothing holding that guy back. It was Unafraid. just like you know what? Yeah, we're gonna make uh this like big head thing and uh for no reason. It's uh, Unaf- completely yeah. unafraid of falling on his face. Did not care. Yeah, well, I think you know. Do you do you think a lot of that was because of um, the time constraints that he was always under? That it's like you know, I mean, the, the, there have been published stories on the on the internet. I mean, Kirby did like eleven hundred pages one year. It's it's talking about how how prolific he was as a as a creator. I mean, he just did. I I think a lot of his stuff was very stream of consciousness yeah. because it had to be that it's basically he was just working all the time, and it just it just kind of like poured out of him, and so it turns into this amazing stream of consciousness where there are no rules and. And where comics and and basically entertainment in general has gotten now that there are so many people with their fingers in the pie that it's become fairly restrictive and and edited because that's you know it's one of the things that that, that you notice whenever you you look at the first page of of Commandy in in the credits and and it's Jack Kirby writer penciler editor yep and well, that's uh, the thing that's why yeah, he looks a lot like the it's like the wild west you know i mean in the sense that mm-hmm. that there there wasn't the, the the industry of today is obviously uh an evolved much more structured larger i'm talking from a corporate perspective larger uh you know evolution of what it was back then when things were much more freewheeling like you said he they, there was a, a it was a much more horizontal structure i mean it was basically him or him and Stan, or him and somebody. You know what I mean? It was, it was, but it was yeah. often just you know, him. Uh, he had to work. It was work he had to do. He didn't really have any constraints. He didn't have any chance of editorial coming back and saying, "Nah, dude, uh, now this isn't gonna work." Or we got to tie in. You got to put. You know, he just whatever came to mind, he did it. And uh, and I suspect, like you said, there, there was so there was so little time. I mean, he just what what came to his mind, he did, and he didn't have the time or or uh, or, or or even uh, opportunity to. Um, like be ultra self-critical of it to the point where he would like let himself get stymied. I mean, think about the you know think about all the stories we hear about guys like that let themselves just just get so stressed they don't put stuff out. Like I mean, look at Image United, right? We're still waiting for that to be finished, oh, right? because oh, no, but I, no, no, I'm not, but I'm saying, but legitimately, like that, like that's clearly that's a. Someone in that chain, I suspect, from what we can gather, McFarlane or Sylvester. That's what I heard. I heard it was like, Todd. Like, like are just something is blocking them from being able to do the pages and like um you know jack just didn't have that 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 opportunity Hell like even no. like no, i don't, exactly. he probably didn't have the mindset either but he just that just wasn't the way he would had to do the pages the pages had to come out i mean it was just had to be done you know yeah, they, it's uh, definitely they, a work ethic thing i mean i can't i we, we were so used to artists or creators these days where you know it when i get it out there it'll come out but i mean jack especially is is from just that era where I got to work. I, 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 I got to support my family. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm not saying that, that Commandy is just because he had to work, but it's just going with where Jason's saying with, with Image United and everything. It's just that when, as soon as he said his ethic or his mindset, that, that's all I think about. But don't forget, Commandy was not the only book Jack was working on in these given months. 
This this is One the second right, I mean, right yeah. but this is the second wave yeah. of the of the Kirby is here era at DC what, right what, so was he fourth, still was he still doing fourth world stuff no him? no 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 uh, Demon uh, Sandman he was uh, doing yeah, yeah. Did, did you love the Demon tie-in in Command oh yeah he's reading the copy of the of the Demon post-apocalyptic yeah. world what are you gonna do read the Demon. Read comics. That's right. <laughs> well, I love, I love the, that that young Commandy becomes a comic book fan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not? I mean, please be honest with me. How could you not cry when Click Clack bites it? You have to. Did you get to that part yet? Spoilers. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so fucking sad. It really is. Way through there, Vince. Uh, well. Okay, we'll skip that. But it's dense <laughs> writing, goddammit. I can't read the modern comics. There's a lot of words. Alright, I'll save the other spoilers, but oh my god. What what a book. I just, it's all, it, you know, it, it it's awesome. And uh um, I, I think Tom Caters is a little upset that we're talking about it because um he's reading it and I think we're gonna talk about it on A C this week. So You can never get enough commanding. You know, I I'm I'm looking forward to to um to get in Tom's perspective because he is such a um uh, such an advocate for for silver and bronze age comics that you know he has he has such uh, a love for that unfettered creative um, yeah. output and and that's it, it's really weird for me and you know I'll keep going back to it that I didn't appreciate kirby for what he was as a as a comic fan that grew up in the the john byrne perez you, you know white post neil adams world i didn't have an appreciation for for kirby like like i should have and like i do now and it's something that is still evolving because it, it's you know some of the some of the earlier work especially the the pre-marvel work you know going back to the you know the captain america and you know even you know that that era it's still hard for me to to look at and say oh that's awesome um but the stuff it's it it's finally starting to resonate with me as 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 a comic book fan and 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 appreciate it and the guy it's it's not even the artistic ability which is obviously there um especially if you read stuff like the kirby collector and you see his pencils you're like holy shit this guy was amazing um it's um his creativity it's mm -hmm. it's um unparalleled you betcha nobody ever is going to match this no way ah uh, he was he's the king you know, they call him the right. for a reason. It's uh, where would we be without Jack Kirby today? Where, where would Marvel be? Well, we um, we wouldn't be talking to each other. <laughs> Probably it's, right. It's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, true. It's, no, but it's 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 interesting that the main character is a adolescent boy because I think Commandy is Jack reaching into the mind of the average ten year old. And sifting through just that whole mental landscape and pulling that's out. I put it that way, but I could see that totally. Yeah, you're just because, pulling I mean, out. That that's that's why we always. I mean, people always say, "Well, what?" We always get back to that discussion of, "Oh, comics aren't what they used to." Be. Well, the the main reason for that is the same reason that the music that you love. It's because when you're first discovering something and you're a kid, the nothing can reproduce that sense of sure. wonderment and excitement, Chase and imagination, Chase and newness. Chase the dragon. 
Right. It's mm-hmm. uh, and and that's a great point, Vince. I never actually thought of that about Commandy, but it's everything uh, little boys would love. Yeah. And and well, obviously, it was inspired in quotes by Planet of the Apes because I think DC couldn't get the license, so Jack, they 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 said to Jack, well, "Why don't you do something with with apes?" And he said, "Why don't I do something with all animals in it?" So he ran with it. That's that's the Kirby modus operandi. You and he made run it, with it. Yeah, I don't want to say better, but he made it better. You know, it's yeah. Uh, and the pla- then the movies, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it, he took he took an idea. It's like, hey, it's post apocalyptic. All of the animals have evolved, and here is the last boy on Earth, and his mission is going to be to give humanity a second chance. I mean, what a great fucking concept. Um, and and you know, Kirby is able to do that kind of stuff. And uh, he he does wander man. though. His his sure his, his sure narrative does. does wander a little bit. Oh my god, yeah, and it's terrible. And he and he uses he uses like modern day you know uh, colloquialisms that uh, um, that shouldn't be there. And and he there there are references to things that that don't make sense. And and so you know he kind of gets lost. You know he he kind of steps in the mud of of his own time. But that that you know that people wouldn't do today if they were writing. But you know that's once the thing go, they would they wouldn't do it. Jack was willing to take those risks. Well, yeah, but you know what I talk about. You know what I'm talking about is, is that you know there that that's the clunkiness of of Commandy and a lot of Jack stuff is that it's not there's the. At all. Well, yeah, <laughs> go it ahead. Is. No, it's that no, it, it is there. There's. There are times in, in Kirby's work that that he probably could have used n- uh, another editor to say, you know what, Jack, this is this is what the kids are saying these days. But screw in, that, you, you know, dilute in, the vision when you do that. You know, well, let the okay. vision fail. If, you, know, if, you know what? If, you, if, you are you are probably right. What I'm saying is that it is not perfect. It's. I, I can't answer that. It's not perfect, but <laughs> I will I will trade that for the unfettered, just creative output that 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 Kirby put into it. I'm fine with that. It's not perfect, but you know what? At this point, it adds to the charm of it. You know what? I think buffaloes are visually exciting. I'm gonna draw a buffalo, but I'm not gonna <laughs> stop there. I'm gonna draw a guy. In armor with grenades riding on the buffalo. Okay, and that's awesome. And that's it is that that sir is awesome. That's exactly right. That is awesome. Um, some of the about, some of the oh you didn't the, you didn't get the, to the end. You will well, love the, the end. Well, some of the some of the hipster lingo is <laughs> uh, very telling. Um, that's how they talked in the post-apocalyptic world of the uh, great disaster. Sure, they did. Now, God, you know there was one. There was one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and find it, and it was, it was something that just stuck out like a sore thumb to me. That that Commandy said something, and it, it was just like, no, you, you wouldn't say that in that situation. Um, well, while you're looking for it, uh, yeah. those who who are, have yet to read this, or those who are reading it. Notice Jack's knack for composition. The man had oh, an abso- absolutely uncanny sense of 
balance and weight and and just eye movement on the page especially the splash in uh i think it's issue three it is issue three with the the apes uh and the machinery in the background look at the way your eye moves across that that splash it's it's perfect there isn't i mean obviously yes i do have a huge man crush on kirby that is perfectly formatted it's it's just astounding the way the guy placed things on a page to get to pull you into the scene and and he does by the throat oh my god i love this book and yeah thanks to dc for actually going through with it and publishing these uh, there's i don't know oh if gonna... it's i was i was counting it up i've got i've got all four of the uh the uh fourth world omnibuy the uh omac the um demon uh the demon Losers. Um, the losers, the um, Green Arrow, the uh, what was it, the and, the, and, the, and the and the Green Arrow and Commandy. So I'm I'm contributing heavily Good. to to DC's amazing amazing Jack Kirby yeah. collections that they're putting. You know, I tell you what, if you're if you're a Kirby fan, this is good good time. And and seriously, you said hats off to DC for showcasing these things. I tell you. What, I'm a paper nerd. I love the paper they're printing these on. Me too. Love I, the paper they're printing these on. Yeah, yeah. It's very toothy. Holds the ink very well. But no, I, what, it's, what it's I was saying, perfect. I, I to finish Jack's commandy output, they're going to need one more omnibus. But to finish the entire run, uh, they're going to need a third. I hope they do it because it would be a slight to the guys that came on later. Like Chick Stone did great work. On Commandy after after Jack left and the Joe Kubert did a, a bunch of stunning covers and it, it, there there's you need to you need to read the end obviously right I mean mm, there's an end to sure, a sure. rough end to the story you got to just let's publish it man do the third omnibus they're gonna do a second command uh, Commandy yes. which is Jack stuff okay so it's coming out it hasn't been solicited but it's been talked about. Okay. All you right. can't just do one. Come on. They did that with the archives. They published two, which was the equivalent of what? 20 issues and then pfft, nothing. Yeah. Come on. Collect all Jack's work and then do it upright and do the third. Damn you. DC. Doing great stuff. <laughs> 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 all right. What else we got? Well, Chris, you I'll made me proud. From, we, we heard from Chris. <laughs> I'm loving it, sir. I can't wait to, to get done with it and talk with you about it more. Yay. Chris was here. Chris was not here last week. Jason was not here last week. We heard from Chris. I would love to hear from Jason. Well, it just so happens that we're, I read a lot of stuff in the last two weeks. Cause I Jason. hope so. But the thing that I wanted to make sure I talked about tonight is the thing that I knew would make you happy. And you have a little guess as to what it was based on my intro this morning, this yeah. uh, this this evening, which is for our holiday gift exchange this <laughs> uh, this past year. David gave me, among other things, the Grimjack Omnibus from IDW. And for those that don't realize, uh, on our forums, the uh, the, the main uh, header for our forums is known as Munden's Bar. And it's known as Munden's Bar in reference to the, uh, the bar of the same name that was owned by the aforementioned John Gaunt, who is otherwise known as Grimjack, 
who uh, is the main character in a comic book from the 80s uh, by First Comics, which we've actually been talking about first all hotly, it seems. Yeah. Uh, and one of David's favorites, if I recall correctly. Yes. So David sent me the Grimjack last year. It's been in my massive and embarrassingly large Rajan pile. Uh-huh. So um, I decided to bring it with me on vacation. And, uh, dude, let me say that it was effing awesome. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. Like, you know, sometimes someone sends you something and, you know, <laughs> you want to read it and you're like, you know, obviously, especially because you're my buddies and if you go, th- you you, you want to definitely give you the courtesy of reading it and you're not sure if you're going to like it, not like it, really like it. So, uh, you know, I was a little trepidatious only because I, I wouldn't say that I was ever considered myself a huge Ostrander or Tim Truman fan in the sense that not because I didn't like their stuff, but because I really, um, you know, didn't grow up a DC guy. So I really didn't know Ostrander all that well. Um, I wasn't reading any of like more modern Star Wars stuff. So I, I just wasn't sure what to expect. Um, but man, w- was this good stuff? I mean, it, uh, so, I mean, let me set it up. So, so John Gaunt is the Afro, is Grimjack. He's basically at this point, you're, you're, when you're introduced to him in this, uh, in this omnibus, which collects actually, um, a bunch of stuff from Star Slayer, uh, issues, nice. and Excellent. then, and then picks up with yeah. the first 13 issues of Grimjack proper. Um, so you're introduced to this guy. He's this, he's certainly, it's not a, it's not an atypical character i mean we, we've if you've read a lot of things you've you've seen this type of character before he's a surly tough guy who's a little bit past his prime but still serious you know seriously dangerous you know, has a rep on the street everybody knows who he is um he he owns london's bar which is set in this place called sinisher which is uh a realm where basically all of the dimensions and realities uh overlap with one another and touch each other so um, it's, you know, in one block, you could be in one block of Sinisher, uh, and the reality that as we, is, is as we know it. And then the next block over, it's a completely different reality with a different set of fit, you know, different laws of physics. The next, the next block over, you know, can be a magical realm where magic works and electricity doesn't. So, um, you know, I, I got to give Ostrander mad props for setting it in that kind of backdrop because it made for, as kind of Chris alluded to with Kirby, it makes for a world where crazy shit can happen, and it totally makes sense within the construct of this story. You know, like I remember in, in like in the middle of the of the omnibus at one point, just randomly in the middle of this this story where um, where Grimjack and uh, another uh, another guy Noleski are uh, are riding on a motorcycle, and like all of a sudden in a page, they morph into two anthropomorphic <laughs> bears riding a yep. giant frog. You know, and it's like. You'd be like, what? But it makes total sense because you already know from the you know couple hundred pages you've read up to that point that that kind of shit happens in Sinisher. And the coolest part of it is like Noleski's freaking out because he's never been really in Sinisher proper much. He's like, what's going on? And Grimjack, who basically owns and operates in Sinisher like like a boss, is like, oh, no problem. You know, we're just we're in a little pocket dimension right now. As soon as we get to the end of the dimension, we'll get back to normal. Just enjoy the ride. Um, and it's uh, it, it's it's in a lot of ways. Um, it's 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 kind of not dissimilar to like what you might have seen if you've read a lot of the um if to to those of the people that are listening that aren't familiar with Grimjack if if you read some of the more recent uh not the current reboot but the the last um um Jonah Hex stuff you know Jonah Hex is largely like one and done stories or or two and done stories where he's he's this you know curmudgeonly he's not even a good person i mean he's 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 i wouldn't say John Gone is a good person but um 
it ends up that he ends up taking cases almost like the A team would for people um, that are either calling in favors or he has some some debt of gratitude toward, and, and it ultimately he ends up doing a lot of these these for hire investigations or for honor investigations um, that lead to. I mean, he doesn't end up getting paid for them, or he ends up going above and beyond because he feels like a, a debt of, of gratitude. So even though the guy is is set up to be this mercenary and ruthless and a killer, which he is, all those things. Many of the stories revolve around him doing almost good things, or at least things that are noble in some way. Um, and, and that's a character, I, I, again, it's not, there, there are other characters in literature that are like that, and I adore that kind of character. You know, I've talked about in the past, like, kind of how I have a tendency to not like certain types of characters, like coming of age stories and stuff. This is a type of character that I adore, and I had no idea that Grimjack was like that. I didn't know anything about Grimjack until you sent me the book that. Um, but uh, it's it's just it sets up between the combination of this of this world of Sinisure, which anything can literally happen, and then this character who's got so much back history and so much backstory. Um, again, another guy that's kind of like this is Wolverine, you know, who's as you guys know is one of my favorite characters in Marvel. I mean, he's 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 this you know surly guy who's got connections to everyone and everyone and anyone either knows of him or knows him, um, and you know he's got people that owe him things, he's got people that hate him. Um, so there's always some angle being worked. There's always something in the backdrop that 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 makes it personal to him, uh, and I just adore that. I mean, I adore that. It's it's, it's exactly the reason why I love I love Wolverine. Um, so I devoured this thing. I mean, I don't. What's it like? Let's see how many pages it is. It's uh, no, it's a couple hundred pages. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's almost four hundred pages. Um, yeah. and I and I read through the whole thing thing in 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 you know reading during vacation in a week and uh and i so it, i'm dying to get the second omnibus now to keep is reading. it in black and white no no it's colored oh, oh okay it, i'd love to um, see truman's work you know, it's in, in the it's in the idw like omnibus format is that smaller size right you know a little, so a little small, bit bigger uh, than the, dark the, the, size, the alien legion or yeah it's exactly the same five. size as the alien legion on oh, okay. yeah exactly um but uh, no it's great and 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 grimjack is a fantastic character and and um Ostrander, you know, I mean, he's done quite a, a lot of other stuff, um, obviously, but but this clearly is like his thing in the sense that this character yeah. is just so rich, so well thought out. Um, and, and I I did a little reading up on on what what I can expect in the coming Omnibu, um, and, and then I guess hopefully a third one if they put it out, although that hasn't been solicited. Um, and and Vince alluded, I mean, he he takes the story takes some pretty dramatic turns, even from what what I've seen so far. Um, there's a, a period where there's a clone involved, and then he's he's reborn as another character that sort of is similar but not quite the same. Um, and I haven't gotten any of that yet. But uh, Dude, but man, Demon oh man, Wars. is this just great stuff? What's the that? Demon Wars. Demon Wars are awesome. Oh my god! Wait until you get to that part. Yeah, I mean, I read a little bit about that when I was reading up on Ostrander and stuff. I haven't obviously gotten to it, but um, but you know, there's there's just and there's these other like that guy does some, some amazing work. Oh yeah. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flint Henry turns up later. Yeah, yeah, after, oh. yeah. yeah and and uh, there's a there's a tie-in with Star Slayer, and again, not surprising since it, 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 the Star first appearances yeah. were, yes, or, you know. Um, but uh, you know, he you, you come to find out that the guy was raised in like a or, or at least spent a good chunk of his childhood in in these gladiatorial for death combat yeah. things. So he's got like a You'll little bit of the Conan too. or the Spartacus type of thing. Um, you know, and, and he he makes friends there with a with a. Um, Clearly, like an homage to like seventies black exploitation, like a um, is it what is it Black Jack Mac? Is that his name? Uh, yeah. Was that his black name? Jack Mac. Um, yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, who's like who? Who, 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 they, print, who printed all the the Grimjack stuff? Originally first. or this one? Originally it was first. Now it's yeah. IDW. Chicago so. represent. Ooh, ooh. That's right. That is true. UGC baited yeah. you. When, when you when he you did. um when you were talking about you you compared him to Wolverine, but as soon as you were talking about how surly he is, how 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 long in the tooth he is, and and just his attitude, I was really thinking of the. Marvel Knights and then Max versions of Punisher, whether it's by Garth absolutely. or now yeah, by Jason Aaron. The, the only thing I'd say that's different, I would say, is that, is that like Wolverine has has a, has, has a right. even though he's obviously a killer, he's got that nobility to him. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of like, like a samurai, but like a samurai. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Grimjack isn't necessarily a samurai, but he's got again that honor. For, yeah, he's got that sense of honor where he does right. You know, people say, I, I need you to do do me a solid, and he does him a yeah. solid. You know, yeah. he, he, you know, there's the one story where the kid, the, you know, the kid shows up and, and, uh, and, you know, has like just like basically a silver coin to pay him, like, a, you know, equivalent of like a quarter or whatever it is. And, uh, and Grimjack, you know, takes the job to do that and then ends up like keeping the kid's quarter because he's like, you know, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the, the deal. I mean, that's the honor, you know, I'm, I'm going to honor him by accepting his payment. Um, you know, it, it, he does that kind of thing. Like he's, he's, he's a bad dude and he's done a lot of bad things in his life and he's certainly self-motivated, but at the same point in time, he ends up whether intentionally or not doing a lot of good things. Like he does right. a lot of the right things. Now, uh, and that's a great you, type of character. What, knowing how, I mean, and, and the series scratches a lot of itches, especially since, you know, it can be, I mean, you're talking about a mercenary who then, as he's driving through a dimension, becomes a giant teddy bear, but what, <laughs> what, what, what did, um, and, and as great as Ostrander's stories were, because I know, speaking of first, you know, it, it's very hard for, I, I tend to think of Grimjack, and I think of Nexus. I know if you mentioned first comics, most people might think of Nexus or Badger, right? but, um, and of course, when you think of Nexus, you think of Baron Enrood, and Ostrander did a fantastic job with with, with Grimjack. But how did you uh, how did you feel about Truman's art? Well, again, it, I I was more familiar with Truman's art than I was Ostrander's writing. I probably the only thing I've read with Ostrander uh, previously, at least to any regularity, was the I guess the original Suicide Squad. Um, okay. So, so I mean, I, I I definitely read some of those Star Wars issues and stuff, but I hadn't read much Ostrander. Um, but I had seen Truman's art, and and frankly, have often in the fact that they got yelled at by Vince Ford had commented I wasn't a big fan of some of the stuff. <laughs> I didn't quite understand the uh, the appeal, you know, be- because he, I, I found some of the stuff that I had seen just to my eyes like a little just just sloppy, you know, at times. Okay. Like, just, okay. But 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 I will say, and, and again, I don't know if it's just a different perspective or maybe because the work is. Is different, but I really, really enjoyed his art in this. Um, and and again, it's normally some of the things I would have issue with. I didn't find myself minding here, and I, I can't tell you why it doesn't bother me more in something that's like this, which is a a well healed creator, you know, self created book. But but um, but no, I thought it was great. I mean, look from a from a from an action, a layout, a structure perspective, he's clearly extremely talented. Um, so, so, and this this definitely showcases that. Um, uh, you know, the, the coloring again is is a little dated, but but that right. works just fine because again, it's it's. We talked about this a little bit with the um, um stuff. Well, and with the uh, uh, um, uh, God, I'm, I'm I'm having a brain fart, but uh, with the mage stuff, you know that that. Oh, oh right, yeah. right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. You know, the, the coloring it serves it well because if you're a fan of that time, and I was reading, com- I was reading comics when this came out. I just wasn't oh. reading this comic, mm-hmm. so so there's nostalgia there. Um, 
but uh, but no, it, it worked for me. I mean, it's it's very moody. Um, you know, c- clearly the clearly Truman has a lot more chops than I had given him credit for prior to this. Um, you know, I mean, he draws everything in this book. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I mean, giant you know mutant alien creatures and you know voodoo <laughs> men and and uh, you know and, and and space cops and and hot uh, chicks, hot and beautiful women. Yeah, he, he's yeah. definitely. He yeah, definitely takes yeah, a lot yeah. more time. It seems like he spends more time making sure the women look beautiful than he does worrying about the symmetry of what the men look like. That's uh, okay. Yeah. And Gaunt, yeah, Gaunt gets his share of tail too. Yes, there's, a giant, like, there's a giant bird, bird-like, you know, bouncer guy. There's, I mean, it's so so. Uh, this was a pleasant surprise, and I will say that, like, when you sent me this last year, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this because it's true. <laughs> like, like I don't know, but I will say. Yeah, yeah, only yeah. again because what little I've seen of Truman, I, I was I, I, something about it just just didn't. You don't it's have to symmetry. apologize. It's it's not tight at times. It, it's 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 um, but but I think I mistook that for 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 what what it actually is, which is just confidence. Like mm-hmm. he he's he just he he draws it and he's he's got to know the rules in order to be able to break them. Look yeah, at you. yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a good way to put it. Very nice. Now, now what I want to know, Dap, is is because we've never really talked about this. What is it? about this particular series that 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 drew you in like like why was the forum back with bull bull bar and what why yeah. is it I mean, to this day our forum is called mundan's bar yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so i you know it's just um i always thought of it as as just a really cool hangout as far as using that as name and i know i know comicsmix.com um, uh, which of course has, has artwork by uh, Hillary Barta. They they do have a um they, they, they have a Mundans bar. I won't say it's a web strip. I want to say they if you go to comicmix.com and go to their comic section, their web comics, they they, they yeah. have a Mundans bar ongoing strip. Mike uh, Gold's uh, still very involved with all yes. that stuff. So you know, luckily we haven't gotten any cease and desist or anything like that as far as using it for our form. I think Mike Gold would be very happy that we're promoting <laughs> the idea I, of Mundans bar. But it's it's just it's always when it's um you know I didn't want to I guess when we were coming up with the forum I didn't want to just it's it's a little out there where if you really know where it's from then okay you might get it otherwise you just might just feel like I don't know why it's called this and then just move on because you're not you're not there for the name of the place mm-hmm. you're just you're there to hang out so but but because we're just from all different walks of life and and we're all there for different reasons you know there you go. It's it's just it it seems fitting, but as far as as what attracts me to Grimjack, it's very similar to why I'm such a fan of Mage. It was just it was something that was the right time, right place. Um, it was new, was, it was fresh, it was, it was cool. I it was, was yeah, I was it was just it was right. I was yeah. neat spent in Marvel stuff. Right. I, I I was reading um, because of my aunt who who would um, her. There was a coworker who would go to the flea markets and and come back with 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 bags of comics and and things that Vince and I were talking about today with DC's dollar books. I mean, as I was as I was reading through old issues of World's Finest or Batman Family, or or issues of Uncanny X Men or Amazing Spider Man, when I wanted to get away from something, and I found I found back issues of this mixed in with everything else. It was just mm-hmm. I. I was just, I mean, because first, I mean, aside from Grimjack, and we mentioned Nexus and Badger, I mean, I, I first came across E-Man from first, and, and and it was just, I mean, it was it was just there was something else out there other than Marvel and DC, and um, 
and I was just it it was, it was it, the right time just being the eighties and and being a a young comic book fan, and I guess thinking that you know you're you're getting something different because you could you could go to the stationery store and and pick up the latest issue of of Amazing Spider-Man or Fantastic Four, but you might not not too many people might know about Grimjack or or Elementals or anything else like that that was out at the time. So it it just it it was different and it was neat and the art was fantastic. I felt and and I mean the art wasn't as flashy as what what Burn might be doing. Right, right, or Perez, but it was just—it still—it—it it told the story, and and the words and pictures just worked well together, and it was um, it was just—it was, it was on the fringe, I guess, and and I just I've just been a fan ever since, just because it's you can't really—it's it, lightning in a bottle. I, I I can't recapture that. I can just hope that that something strikes me with with that feeling again, but it was just it it cemented my love for 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 comics yeah 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 and and the thing is 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 again with chris was saying how you know today's storytelling for the most part is so much more structured and i agree yeah. i mean this is a, a well i mean this is clearly uh th- there's an there's an underlying narrative i mean this is you know we we, we get hints and there's a lot of layering here i mean it, it, this is a this works on both levels in the sense that the 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 vignettes are all very different as i said i mean there's a there's a, a western component you know there's a cop component there's a, a pure sci-fi component there's magical components there's a scottish vampire i mean there's a, a squid mon- <laughs> you know there, there there are all measure of 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 crazy and zany things and, and genre jumping which i adore genre jumping as you as you guys know i, I it's one of my favorite things about you know Remender and Fear Agent is that he played with different genres. I I, I love that. So this this the other thing though I'll, I'll say about this is that on on top of the genre jumping and that I think each each arc or, or you know or storyline st- stands on its own. You know he's crafting a a a long yarn about Gaunt and Sinisher and the history and the people that Gaunt's dealt with and 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 you know he he introduces you to people in shadows that you know you 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 see later on and I'm betting some I haven't even begun to see and I'll see in, you know, the next omnibus or even later than that, you know, which I'm sure he's setting up in here. So, so he, he's, he's, he's treating it both as a a longer term narrative as well as the near term. And I will say that unlike a lot of these sort of classic things that we may uh, wax, you know, poetically about uh, and, and reminisce about, um, I, I had no prior experience to this character, this universe you know, and I'm obviously 36 going on 37, and I I think this holds up really well. Like I, I think the storytelling here reads like and as well as any modern story. I don't I don't think this felt dated at all to me. Um, there maybe are some like pop culture winks and political winks that were more evocative of that time. Like obviously there's the 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 uh, the John Lennon character in in one of the early stories. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the, what is it, John Langdon or Landon, whatever it was, something like that. But but uh, but but I mean, but but again, I I'm old enough that I was able to pick up on that. You know, w- would a 20 year old pick up on that? Maybe not. But but uh, but but it just in terms of reading the stories, this didn't feel dated to me at all. Awesome. I mean, th- this awesome. this I think if you're a sci fi fan or a fan of of of, of adventure, or that kind of uh, antagonistic character. I mean, I, I think this is if this was put out. In the last few years, I don't think people would 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 know any different. Yeah. So. Here's a couple carrots for you. You're gonna see Tom Sutton, Steve yep. Steve Pugh, right. Flint Flint Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flint Henry and Ostrander did a, a Grimjack graphic novel called Demon Knight. Oh my mm-hmm. God! Wait till you see this. It's it's set in the Demon Wars. There, there's one scene I'll never forget it. They show this beautiful, tranquil. 
uh, pastoral scene with deer and bugs, you know, floating by and birds having a nice time. In the next panel, all the creatures explode. Nice. The, de- the deer fucking explode. <laughs> Boom! The head goes like, and and you're like, oh man, we are going right down the rabbit hole. Okay. Um, did you know David mentioned Nexus Badger? Uh, Grimjack. Who else did you mention, David? Hey, man. Well, I'll leave that one out because it doesn't suit my example. But okay. all these characters met and crossed over. Yes, yes, they did. First, did a miniseries called Crossroads. Yeah, where, where all of their their big guns just met. Judah the Hammer's in it. You know, uh, and, and and I mean, just think it off first for a second. That I I don't think I I didn't read Crossroads. I, I remember hearing about it, but I didn't read fantastic. the actual event. But but um. Hey, the Plexus is in it too. But uh, Eclipse followed suit. Yes, they I, did. I, I couldn't believe it. Like you know, Miracle Man and and Air Boy, and I was just like, see, that's total Eclipse. Yes. Yeah, I was just uh, that 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 didn't kill it for me, but I was just like, everything was running fine. But, but before. Oh, see, I loved it. And now, J- Jason, when you're speaking of of Eclipse, when you're done with Grimjack, you got to read Air Boy. I've heard the oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you got to read Airboy. Oh, 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 more oh, Truman, oh. more Tom Yates. Oh, oh fantastic. Dixon. Yeah, Dixon, yes. Yeah, Chuck Dixon. That, I mean, that, that was early Chuck Dixon. And um, uh, Eclipse, and, and kind of as I've started to learn more about what happened with them, was Cat Ironwood married to, to Dean Mulaney? Mulaney. Yeah. yeah. And whenever they divorced, that's pretty much that was pretty much the end of the company. And the oh, flood, okay. the flood got them oh, too. Well, the flood, yes, the flood, the flood. I believe yeah, according, uh, well, according, according to Chris Pitts on some, the forum, on the forum that it was really more about the divorce than yeah. the flood. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, but I mean the flood, the flood so, probably so, acerbated. It was Chris Pitzer from uh, from Ad House. Ad House. Yeah. yeah. Some insight into that, which was pretty cool. Um, I just made him but, sound like a juggalo, didn't I? A juggalo? Because, yeah, it was whoop, whoop, that's a juggalo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, the Airboy series from Eclipse, that was... Fantastic. That built up my indie cred as, like, a 14-year-old. There so you bad. go. It was, it was <laughs> I normally wouldn't have touched it because I hate war. Well, I don't hate war stuff, but I don't normally buy war stuff. But, dude, you throw oh, that... It's fucking awesome. I know that now, but as, it you know, early on... The Rocketeer, and but you throw the heap in something, I'm gonna buy it. Oh, speaking of any cred, um, uh, thank you to our forum for alerting to me, alerting me to something today. Um, I had thought that the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the the reprint of the original six issues, seven issues, plus the the Raphael uh, one shot from IDW that's coming out as a hardcover, had been resolicited as a twelve twenty eight release, which is the um, kind of the graveyard for it might come out this year, but probably not solicit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's out. It's been released. Yeah. Came out last week, I think, or and it was our forum that uh, that alerted me to that, so I was able to uh, to jump on to uh, to Amazon and uh, and order that Aww, up. Look at that! Now, to read some uh, some old school um, turtles, and if you would like to be alerted to upcoming comic releases, you can come to our forum too, just like Chris does occasionally. Occasionally, uh, hey, David. What's the what's the URL, David? It is forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Excellent. Okay, it's my turn. 
it for that. Can't wait. Go ahead. You go. Yeah. You go. Oh, do you want? Do you want to go, David? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I'm gonna, I, can, I, can I have because I, I want to hear you guys. I'm gonna, what are you talking about? He's, he, first of all, Chris talked about Commandy. You're talking about Grimjack. He's been quiet. <laughs> I, I know. I talked Commandy for like 30 seconds, and then but, like Vince was like, but, <laughs> "That's what I'm saying." though. So Jake was like, "Oh, he's been quiet and, and well behaved." It's like, dude, he, he bogarted half your shit. The murdering misfit. Give me that hair, you little bitch. <laughs> I love that issue. Vince is like, Bleh. I'm sorry. I get Commandy, but anyway. No. Mandy, it's your favorite comic of all time. It's like if you were like, hey, I picked up this Alien Legion comic, and I would be like, bah. I'm going to save David's surprise for my in your travels. Oh. How's that? Right, Pretty right, sleek, yeah, huh? Yeah. Now, I can tag team. I can return the favor to Mr. Neesman and tag team with him on this because I know I know he's read it. Here, I need to dig it out. I grabbed it earlier. Oh, yeah. It is from Fantagraphics, the great <laughs> Seattle, Washington publishing uh, giant. It. It's an oversized hardcover. That's it's pretty. 64 pages. Beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful six, paper stock. Yes. Thick, toothy, beautiful paper stock. It's $16.99. That's, a, for, the, for the page count, do not hesitate because I'll tell you why in a couple of minutes. Steal. It was written and drawn by the ungodly soul of Jacques Tardy. It's called the Arctic Marauder. It is incredible. Every panel, it really is amazing. Every panel is exquisite. Now, and I'll tell you how difficult it is to work in the medium in which uh, Tardy illustrated this book. This book is done in scratchboard. Yeah. Scratchboard yeah, is an incredibly unforgiving medium. Um, for it, those, it's, it's silly, it's, ridiculous how how beautiful this book is. It's whenever rough. you you think about it, if you've ever worked in scratchboard, which which I have, yeah. and I'm sure that Vince has. Yep. Um, it is uh, to do this on scratch. Okay, okay, let's tell them what it is first. Okay, so for, so the basic idea of scratchboard is that you have. Um, uh, a piece a, a piece of white uh board Substrate. not not paper but board um <laughs> that you that you cover in ink india and ink, yes. you do is with different tools and and knives and Rakes. stuff you scrape away everything that should be white so and the, you leave so the, the black the process is subtractive so you're yeah. working yeah. in a, you're, in the inverse of what you normally do you're sculpting out a drawing, right? It's the inverse of of drawing. You're you're, yeah. you're you're drawing the highlights in the light areas and leaving the black areas for the India inks. It's it's incredibly it is, it is, difficult. It is, it is ridiculously um, tedious and at the same time um, amazingly um, beautiful. Beautiful. It, it, it is, has the potential for beauty. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, um, it, you it, you can screw up in scratchboard. It's almost impossible to get the same effect through through pen and ink. Um, you can, but with scratchboard, it's just it's just different. Right. It just it's, it's it really has, hard. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of. You can go back in and put ink over your fuck ups, but it never ever never looks the yeah. same. You could never. tell the doctored areas when when you screw up. And yeah. and Tardy not only uses the pointy implements like the pens and the 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 little larger tools than that he uses the rake to astounding effect in this book he draws the aurora borealis in scratchboard with a rake it 
it's exquisite. I'm telling you, every panel of this book. It's, it's beautiful. It, it, it's only 64 pages, but it will take you hours to go through this book because every, there is a scene with a full on long boat that is suspended on a glacier. Yeah. Well, let me give them the synopsis. Look at for at least 20 minutes. And Honest to God, you are so right for once. Yeah. Um, and and, <laughs> and you, that that opening sequence, Chris, you're you're a lot younger than me, so you probably haven't seen this movie. But there there was a TV miniseries in 1973 called Frankenstein: The True Story. Right, um, David McCallum's in it. The uh-huh. the monster is played by uh, Michael Sarazen. Oh, yeah. Tom Tom Baker's in it. There you go. Oh, yeah. Baker's? Okay, yeah. Cool. But there's a scene towards the end where Victor and the creature uh, are in an area. I won't I won't spoil it. It's it's a it's really well done. And and they're 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 on this ship which looks very much like the ship in uh, Arctic Marauder. And it's the ship is frozen solid. There's ice on the masts, on the on the the sails, on the what do you call it? The rigging and all that stuff. It reminded me a lot of the the work that uh Tardy does in this book atmospheric as hell but uh just to some, I'll just give you this is just the first chapter okay of this book um it's uh November of 1889 you have a steamship now my french sucks so bear with me uh it's the name of the ship is le anjou and and, it, and it's traveling from murmansk which is in russia to le havre in france and and they're they're the whole Sail, idea is they're sailing that, at a. Is that they're 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 sailing in the the northern oceans. Right. So they they have to go at a snail's pace. It's, it's a blizzard-like condition. Visibility z- zero. Snow all over the place. Gusty gale force winds coming in. The water is frigid. You you. It's like the Bering Sea. You plunge into that water. You got about maybe twenty seconds to get the hell out. Right. Uh, so they're beset on all sides by huge icebergs. Now, uh, the, uh, quote, hero, and, and there's a reason why that's in quotes, uh, Jerome Plumiere is roused from his slumber by the ship's alarm bell. And, and he runs out of his bunk and, and he's, he gets on, uh, up on deck and he's rendered speechless by, by the sight, uh, before his eyes. Floating in front of the ship is this huge iceberg. Maybe the, the peak of it's coming out, maybe about a hundred feet out of the water. And frozen to the top of the iceberg is a ship. And the, the cargo of the ship's all strewn over the peak of the iceberg. And it, it's all, it's, it's, it's covered in ice. But the, the deckhands, the, the, are all frozen to their positions. There's a guy frozen to the wheel. Deckhands are, are leaning over, and they're all frozen friggin' solid. So they mount a rescue operation to, to see if there's any survivors, They which is not an easy task because not only do yeah. they have to brave the water. I, I, think I think they're more interested in recovering cargo. Than the plunder, yeah. yeah. So they get to the iceberg, and now they have to rappel up the side of the iceberg like mountain climbers. Unbelievable! They're, they're, they're get, they get to the top of the, the iceberg, and they go on the ship, and they find everybody frozen. But the captain is especially uh, noteworthy because he, uh, like the rest of the crew, he is frozen solid at his captain's quarters on, at the desk. But he has a map unfurled in front of him, and his finger is pointing to an area on the map. While they're in the ship, 
mm-hmm. this this derelict frozen ship, their the, their main ride, the La Anjou, explodes. But a boom, and and Tardy does it. Oh my God! You you, you got to see this panel. Uh, he the 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 ship is in silhouette. And yeah. and the the explosion around so it's it. It's the Death Star blowing up. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> the, the ship's in silhouette, and you see all this detritus flying off the ship. And then there's a halo of white around the ship, and then it bleeds off into this black, inky explosion with with snow all over it. You got an iceberg in the foreground, iceberg in the background, and and in the water you can see the reflection of the the pieces. Flying up into the air. Uh, I look. I must have looked at that panel for about twenty minutes. Honestly, guys, and, like, and, and, and then you realize that he's drawing it in reverse. And yes. You're like, yeah. And you're like, fuck. And, and, <laughs> That's and really awesome. So eventually, the, the 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 crew that was stranded on this iceberg is whittled down from starvation and and the cold. But uh, Mister Jerome Plumier is rescued by a Dutch, uh, I think it was a Dutch freighter, and, and he goes back to France. But that's only the first damn chapter. Yeah, that, you, that's basically, that's the prologue. That's, that, the, yeah. that's the opening chapter. He goes to see his wacky uncle, uh, Louis Ferdinand Chapotier, or whatever, uh, and the guy's like a master mechanical genius, and he's building this structure, a war machine, really, uh, that, that can house... Uh, people and it's it's got this it's a steam steam powered uh construction but it's hidden inside the friggin iceberg and the guy wants to destroy life on all the plan uh, on the whole planet he's a bitch and his buddy this guy called carlo gelati he's a a, a biological uh uh, a research scientist and he has created this weapon of mass destruction and he's it's it's a biological wmd and he's going to unleash it on humanity just because when he was in 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 uh in well university he was uh shunned and and made fun of and you know that the type so he wants revenge on, on the on the population by you know killing them all for not recognizing his genius and and jerome's uncle's the same way like yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna kill them all and and you think okay jerome's gonna be the hero he's gonna try and stop this <laughs> no he's like that's a damn good idea like out of the blue and this, this this could have been subtitled um, the Arctic Marauder or how to become a supervillain. Honest to God, yeah. But what it is is Tardy fashioned the story after the work of Jules Verne. Uh, there's even a ship oh, in, in here called the uh, the Jules Verne or something in in uh, relation to Jules Verne. But it, but it's it's not straight Jules Verne. It's a very sarcastic pessimistic homage to Vern where you, might makes right uh, not might the, the good always overcome in the end well not in this because while certain plans of these dudes are thwarted it doesn't end there it does not and if you're reading the Adele Blanc sec books you're going to want to get yeah. this because oh totally, totally. they know well the, these characters pop up later mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Adele Blanc sec it's an amazing book. It's exquisite. You need to get this. <laughs> it was such a ridiculously affordable for for seventeen bucks. Yeah. You think about some of the fucking bullshit we buy for honest for, to God for for three ninety nine a piece, and this thing is out there for seventeen bucks as a hardcover, and the craft that's into it, it is. Mm-hmm. 
Amazing. There's Batwing, Amazing. submarine slash airplanes. There's uh, the, it, it's, Eddie, it's 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 almost Kirby esque in its creativity. Yeah. There's adventures on the bottom yeah. of the ocean because the iceberg goes all the way down. That all they have to do is walk out a door and down these little steps, and they can just you know traipse around on the on the ocean floor. They have an hour's worth of oxygen, eh, hang out and, and do their dirty work, and then go back into the iceberg. There, there's a cloak and dagger on a on a train in in the Agatha Christie mode. There's a yeah. gigantic octopus. <laughs> Uh, of course, yeah, it's Jules it, Verne. There it, has to be a gigantic yeah, octopus it's, in it. It's totally, you know, totally drawing on Jules Verne and turn of the century science fiction and yeah. espionage and it's and brilliant. you know the the politics of you know what was going on in you know in that time of the world whenever there was you know kind of the last the last frontiers and and the arctic was part of that and they didn't know you know kind of what was around the next horizon it's um it's it's a gorgeous book it's a smart book it's it is it really is really really good it's it's a must buy if if yeah. someday funnies didn't come out this year it would be it, no seriously it would be way way high on my best of list it's just yeah. uh, you can't go wrong with tardy i mean he's, uh, he's just, it, it, might, it might be in my favorite um um what re repackaged or yeah it's because it was done in 70 uh 73 i think yeah i mean it's not it's not brand new but i tell you it's fucking fresh 74 you, you read it now i mean it's almost as old as i am but it is i mean god it's it's almost 40 years old it is as smart and fresh as anything that's coming out right now you bet it's so good high five so, chris high yeah five. High five. look at that see Aww, we can't we no, can't dude I, I read it when it was hot off the presses you months did ago. you did yeah when did you read someday funnies oh, oh you didn't read it yet oh, all right oh, uh-huh <laughs> Did, wow. did you call me an asshole again? He did. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. I'm going to try and boost my <laughs> asshole count. All right. I bought it right on your recommendation. Got it. I haven't read all of it. But That's no, okay. It's we still good. love you. God, do we love you. But yeah, really, um, it, it is that sense of wonder that's missing from a lot of, not a lot of, a large but, number of comics these days. In addition to this, just... Do yourself a favor. You may not read it now. It may take five years. It may take ten years. But everything that Fanagraphics is putting out um, from the Jacques Tardy series, you need to own it. Yep. You need to own it. Yes. They just put out the second volume of The Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blancsec. Mm -hmm. um, they just put out the... Um, um, uh, uh, sniper winding up a shot, which is from the gunman. Did There's you know that they have a, a, the sequel to uh, War in the Trenches lined up, and it's in color? Oh, God. yes, it is. If just go to Fanographics, anything Isn't by Shock Tardy, you need to own it yeah. because it is so good. So and this good. is this is a very it, it's it's in the European album format, so the pages are are you know it's taller a, than they are wide. Yeah, it's early tardy, but it's very dense. I mean, the narration is again Verne esque. There, there are uh, narrative boxes that are about two inches thick. 
Um, I'll, I'll say this. If you're a Hellboy fan, you will love the Ar- Arctic Marauder. Yeah, you're right. That's just, fair. It is, it is very, very Hell, Hellboy BPRD-esque. Yeah. Um, I, or I should say that Hellboy and B, BPRD is, is very Tardy-esque. So if you're a fan of, of any of the Hellboy stuff, you would absolutely love this book. Cosign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Respect. Or just fans of good art. Cause... See that? You guys You guys get away from each other for a few weeks. You come back. You know, you know that, that's kind of the, I, I think of it as the inside joke of the show is that Vince and I have to barb each other. But, yeah. I mean, there's major love there. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> all right i think i think we're tr- coming towards the end and we still got to do the new travels which means another half hour I'll talk more. <laughs> hey i will i haven't heard and, and, and i haven't said shit so oh what are you talking about you did good all right well jay david come on buddy tell me what you're reading Bring it. Bring all right that. this 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 isn't uh this isn't as old as as what Jason read when it was originally published. It's and and it's not new. Uh, this was originally published in two thousand three. I read a um, a very well. It, it was a DC series that that definitely had that definitely felt like could have been written uh, at Marvel. Uh, came out in two thousand three. When it originally came out, I thought it was supposed to kind of tie in different. Um, aspects of of this character's um life as far as in comic books not life but when okay origin (laughs) yeah see but it's it's a little different than that because i'm i'm still familiar with with um his reboot post-crisis this was written by mark wade penciled by uh lanil francis you and (laughs) Inked by um, uh, Jerry uh, Alanguin. Uh, yeah, it's um, uh, yeah. I can never pronounce that either. A A L A Bronze Age dude. G U I L A N. But it's he, it's um. Is he? Yes, Jerry. Yeah. Well, tail end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got a graphic novel now about a rooster. What the hell's the name of it? Son of a bitch. All right. Yeah. Ah, shit. Sorry, Jerry. We'll look at anyway, next week. This, this was, the, the, like I said, came out in 2003. It was a 12-issue miniseries. It's Superman Birthright. Ultimate Superman. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it, um, when it was originally announced, uh, I thought it was supposed to kind of take, uh, take what Byrne did with Man of Steel and kind of what they were doing with Smallville and, and little things like there and kind of just make it, um, I guess more accessible for, for somebody new to Superman and, and hit the ground running with, with a self-contained origin story once all 12 issues were done and they collected it. Uh, but it turns out that they, um, they decided to make this canon and kind of disregard what Byrne did with, with Man of Steel and, and how that was Cal Els and, and Clark Kent's and, and Superman's origin. Uh, this was really, really good. Um, use artwork by, uh, with, with, uh, Alingual and on inks. It's not as, uh, scratchy as maybe, say, Secret Invasion was or, or, uh, or his, his Avengers work. It, it's, um, or even his, his ultimate. Hulk versus Wolverine. This was is a little. Um, it, it's kind of like in between what he was doing on X Men um, 
when when Claremont came back to them around the, the issue two hundreds or so, and uh, but it's still it's still worse. This is the version of Superman physically that that um, that I enjoy because the 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 shield the S is taking up most of his uh, of his chest and not that little Kurt Swan Wayne, Wayne boring shield that 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 Gary Frank likes to draw. Also, uh, it, it kind of was a, um, a a Superman story that I enjoyed. It it did pick up a little bit. Of um, of the Smallville vibe when when Clark talks to Ma and Pa Kent, they're a little younger than than when uh, Byrne portrayed them, and and a little younger also than than uh, the way they appeared um, in the uh, in the Brainiac story that that Johns wrote that that Gary Frank penciled. Uh, it's um, it it really is. It's it, we pick up with the rocket ship leaving Krypton. It, it I, I thought I was reading another just. Superman origin story, or just another take on it, uh, maybe from a different point of view. But as as we get towards the later issues, uh, in the twelve issues, it it um, things weren't meshing for me with 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 what Byrne had done and with other things I I've read from Superman, whether it was post or um, pre or post Infinite Crisis with with fifty two and things like that. But this was uh, this was a very enjoyable story. Um, Towards the end, like I said, as as I get to like the eleventh and twelfth issue, especially when when Clark and Lois are kind of trading bars, it 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 felt more Marvel-esque than 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 a DC story telling Superman's origin. Uh, Lex completely, um, he's I, I enjoyed this. Like this wasn't the Lex Luthor that that Byrne gave us. Who, who refused to believe that Clark Kent and Superman could, could be the same person or, or the person who would eventually become president. I, I didn't really uh, read Lex as, as president in the DC universe when, when that was happening, but it was, um, and he's, he's similar to a degree to the Lex we see in, uh, in Morrison's new action comics, but not as, um, not as uh, I, I guess, Wimpy in in the second issue of Action Comics when when Superman is is breaking free and and Lex is kind of trying to hide behind a, a soldier and 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 say no you're not sp- stop laughing at me and things like that and this was um, the Lex and Birthright had uh, had a little bit more of a backbone and uh, he he really kind of was to a uh, to a degree Superman's equal uh, where, where where Superman's brawn could match. Lex's brains. This this wasn't the Silver Age Lex. This was uh, this was a very intimidating, kind of like what what I guess Norman Osborn would like to be when he grows up. And it was um, it just it was a really good origin story. Mark Wade, I think, wrote the Superman story that that he wanted to write, um, and uh, and it was he he kind of took uh, apparently from from what I. had read afterwards um ever since the first superman movie the, the donner movie he he's uh he wanted to i guess honor that and and there were bits and pieces that he took from even from miracle monday the, the novel that came out after this first superman movie he uh he took bits and pieces from from things here and there and kind of made it his own but it was it was a really good story i believe it's been collected what happened I missed the garbage can. Go ahead. Oh, I'm Jesus. sorry. That's all right. 
I, I I definitely recommend it. It's it's not like I said. If, if you just want to read a good Superman origin story, I mean, you can consider it an Elseworlds at this point. This isn't the Superman you're reading in the New Fifty Two. Uh, this this uh, served a purpose when it was originally produced, but now it's just one of those things that that you can read and say, you know, I just read a really good Superman story. It got a little um after thinking about the events from the last issue or the last two issues. I thought Lex might have gone off the rails a little bit uh, just because of, of what he was trying to accomplish. But in looking at the collateral damage and, and what happened during the uh, the big climax, it kind of makes sense just because of... of um, I mean, Lex... When, when Clark Kent meets Lex Luthor in Metropolis for the first time... Clark remembers Lex, but Lex refuses to acknowledge that he ever spent any time in Smallville. And we find out when um, when Jonathan Kent asks around town, apparently everybody's pretty much been paid off or forced to uh, to never acknowledge that the Luthors ever lived in Smallville because they, yeah, Lex just wanted absolutely nothing to do with this podunk town. And, 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 um, it, it, it takes some bits and pieces from the silver age when, cause, cause Lex Luthor, of course, blames Superboy for him losing his hair and, and, and destroying, you know, the work he's been doing. And Lex is a very, um, successful and established astrobiologist. Uh, all he wants to do is to be accepted, but he can't be accepted by anybody on earth because he's, he's the smartest man on the planet. And, and he, um, he figures that there is life out there that would deem him an equal. And he's just so far beyond anybody else on the planet that he has to look beyond our planet and and uh he he's got some issues and and i i like how wade kind of portrayed that because because there are times as i'm reading these stories that i kind of feel for the dude and and um and it's based as i was telling vince before we started tonight you know i was kind of like that way with shane on the walking dead until this most recent episode so i mean it, it doesn't take much for me oh, to we're gonna get in walking dead no, 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 no. but it was just it it just <laughs> there, there are times where i'm i'm I, I can follow you. I'm, I'm I'm cool with you. I see where you're going. I'm I got your back. But as soon as you um, I, I find that as soon as you do like just one thing that that either just goes against my grain or I just I don't I I I, I can't run with you from this point on. You, you lose me. Uh, Lex kind of just turned a corner that uh, that completely. I was just like then now, now you're on your own. But it was I. I that said, I definitely recommend it. It's it's a really cool story. Uh, it's not new, but I figured it, it's been around. It, it, it's been staring at me long enough where I finally had to just sit down and read it. And especially after after enjoying the first three issues of the the Perez written um, Superman, I figured you know it's been ages since I looked at anything since Burn rebooted the character and, and mm-hmm. let me see something from from back then just and it's not i mean it's not like it's from the 90s or anything it's 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 not even 10 years old but it's still i i i would definitely like i said i I definitely recommend that i would cool. I, and how did yeah. how did you look in 2003 i mean was he was he noticeably different than no you can you can tell it's um it's it's the new you there there's definitely that that style there there are those uh 
it's that line work. It's it's some mm-hmm. of the sharp edges. It's it you know everybody everybody has teeth. Everybody it's very expressionistic. It, right. It's, um, like the sunken, the darkened eyes, and the and yeah, on some people, yeah, there's um, Lex has a pointy nose or a pointy chin. Uh, Superman's features are very prominent. He's, he's got the barrel chest, kind of like a Wayne Boring style drawn chest. Uh, Lois is very attractive in, in some pages and then there's some panels where, you know, it's like, okay, we can keep the lights off. It's just, there <laughs> are, it's, um, you can I'm, definitely tell it's Lanil you what I may be in the minority, but I think you was way better back then. I think I, I really, I really enjoyed. Oh, I, I, I definitely prefer his older stuff than, than, than his newer, his, his new Avengers yeah. or secret invasion just, stuff. Yeah. Take I a look at high roads. The Wildstorm thing he did with, um, actually, uh, Jerry Alanguillen, uh, inked him on High Roads too. That miniseries is friggin' awesome. Okay. Have oh. you ever read High Roads? It's oh, really, it. really good. Yeah. And see, Jerry Alanguillen is, was not a Bronze Age artist, but he's <laughs> Filipino. And because I'm oh, a racist, yeah, because I'm a racist, all Filipinos are, yeah. worked in the Bronze Age, so as far as so I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah and, and, and they, they, they draw better than... An issue. Yeah, yes, you know. yes. And the, and you claw, guys remember, the, right? I, you know. Years ago on the show, we talked about how I'd heard uh, the story about uh, Portacio and how you know he was in the Philippines doing that school. Yes. And that you was in his was one of his students, and he didn't think he was one of his more promising yeah. ones because yeah, yeah. he was uh, basically a, he was he was and you has talked about this. He was just trying to knock off, just he was trying to, to ape you know Portacio and McFarlane and all the image guys. <laughs> and um, one time Portacio was leaving the studio late, and he walked past you's desk, and there was an unfinished sketch that you had done without any of the cross hatching and everything. And he and he when the next morning he came in and pulled that out to him and said, This is how you need to draw. Yep. You need to this is this is this is more expressive. This is you, this is different. And uh and that was like a turning point for him. And then obviously the rest is history. He came over to the US and it's been a smashing success in the last decade. But but uh and but he's yeah, Filipino so. too, so you worked in the Bronze Age with everybody else. <laughs> That's right. Even That's though he's in his early mid twenties. Right. Well he yeah. went back in time and worked in. Uh and, and Jerry's graphic novel, the one the name I couldn't remember, is Elmer. The one about the rooster. Elmer. Oh, okay. Elmer. Okay. Yes. Nice. I don't know if it's about the ro- a rooster, but it has a rooster on the cover. So Jerry Alanguilen. And yes. and this is I Birthright was one book and I, I'm I'm a Mark Wade fan and, and uh Yes you are. I, I figured I'll um and as we all should be. <laughs> yeah. So I figured I but I, I do and I know this has been I, I believe it's in this month's previews, the one that just came out under DC section, and according to Twitter, it looks like um, the Kurt Busiek, Stuart Eminem, uh Superman Secret Identity is being directed. Oh, okay. So that, and that's another, and I don't know if that really is considered an origin story. I don't know where exactly that that fits into things. I don't know if it's if it's its own story. If it can, I mean, now it could be considered Elseworlds, but. Um, it's it's definitely something that I also want to check out because there, there there were some Superman things that I did not read in the late nineties early part of this century. So, yeah. what a pickle! What a pickle! What a pickle! Kind of like you know Bruce Wayne wearing a Green Lantern shirt. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody! This giant size episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought yeah. to you by Krakoa, baby. That's right. Discount comic book service. DCBService.com where you can get your books at Wamba discounts. You're not going to pay retail. You're going to play well below retail. And they ship them to your house all nice and sturdy and comfy like in the box with the foam. And you don't have to leave the house and you get 
just enormous savings. So check them out. Discount Comic mm-hmm. Book Service, DCBService.com. In your travels, this is David Surprise. I could not wait to talk to him about this. I bought it at Books A Million, which replaced our borders, and I bought it for full price because I absolutely had to have it. How about that? I paid full price for something. I didn't think Books A Million sold at full price. Yeah, well, ours does. Or whatever, maybe 10% off. I don't know. But uh, it is from Archie. Okay? It is is a Jughead Double Digest. Uh Now, I, I knew that the writer of the story, I'd like to point out, was working for Archie because he did the Man from Riverdale miniseries. I didn't read it, but I knew he, he uh, wrote it. Ah, yes, I know. I am. I am, of course, talking about. Is. I'm talking about Tom DeFalco. Yes. Tom DeFalco has a 22-page story that leads off this this digest, featuring Jughead as Captain Hero. He's uh, he's he's in the Plastic Man vein. He can, uh, his body's very malleable. He can turn into a brick wall or a net, or he, you know, he can stretch and do all that wonderful stuff. And uh, he actually has a costume that's purple and yellow, but he still has that yep. damn that damn pointy hat on when he's of Captain course. Hero. And they don't know it's Jughead. Well, hey, Captain <laughs> Hero wears the same damn hat as Jughead. Nah, they can't be the same. But anyway, and uh, and Big Ethel's in here. She's a superhero as well. She's Big E. Jughead doesn't know that Big E is Ethel. He's so stupid. But you know, it's it's twenty two pages. It's a really fun story. the The villain is called Rebound. And uh, it's it's a story of two sporting goods stores. One is a big chain. One is a small mom and pop thing. It's really neat. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But Aww. it's penciled. Oh, I know who you're gonna tell me. By Mr. Ron Friends, <laughs> and it's inked by Al Milgram. Stop. Nice. So, I'm so, not so, so basically, it's Ron Friends artwork. Right, Milgram's pretty faithful to the line. Yeah, 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 it is. But but get this. In addition to that, as the as the book progresses, now I'm sure a lot of this digest is reprints. Uh, they tend to do that at Archie, and rightly slow. You, you get what? How many pages is this damn thing? It looks like well, the pages aren't numbered, but it's really thick, and it's only three ninety nine. It'll take you a couple days to read it. But there's a Jughead story in here that's inked by Rich Kozlowski. Really? Yes, he does yeah. a lot of Archie. Yeah. I did not know good that. Good for him. And, and the next... Three, yeah, go, go read The King. I know. Three and and the, the next story is inked and by Rich D. Kozlowski. Wolf. That's what I'm saying. It's amazing. Archie seems to be so the refuge. Stuff. I have them. I have read them. Well, shut up. But... Uh, <laughs> D.B. Wolf was one of my favorite graphic novels last year. No, uh, Archie oh. seems to be the refuge for, like, really talented guys that... That's... that that are, for whatever reason, shunned or recycled by the mainstream. We're going to revisit this later in the, later in the month. I'll, I'll revisit Archie and tell you what. Damn it, uh, every story in here is inked by Rich Kozlowski, except for the first one in the vintage reprints. Such Holy an awesome crap. But yeah, don't, you know, poo-poo you know, Archie used books. You give people a slice of deer sausage. Rich Kozlowski again? At, at, at comic book conventions, whenever they would buy books from him, he would give you a piece of sausage. Well, that's a nice guy. I'm sad I've never bought something from him. I know. Dan freaking DiCarlo. Uh, that's a guy oh. from Wisconsin right there. Buy my book, I'll give you a piece of sausage. Brought. You know, there's something <laughs> really erotic about the way Dan DiCarlo draws Betty and Veronica. Of yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Dan DiCarlo, yeah. dude. Kozlowski sausage for a second. 
Yeah. And it's not something. I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it. Well, Vince's yeah. ideal RG comic would be one where Betty and Veronica lift up their skirts and have a big sausage hang in there. Yeah. Double dong. Yeah. <laughs> Riverdale double dong. Get your tickets. But no, I'm, that's that's wrong. Why'd you make me say that? It takes much prodding. Jesus. But anyway, the Archie meets Kiss came out today. Did you know that? The first I issue of Archie meets Kiss? Uh, I yeah, forgot the no. Sabrina's in it too. I'm gonna buy it when it's collected. But anyway, yeah, don't just pass over Archie's because you think they're kid stuff, and they are kid stuff. But oh. man, there's a lot of talented damn people working for Archie. Absolutely. If, if you, if you snub Archie, if you overlook Archie because you think it, you're ignorant, you're just it, you're, I you're got, ignorant. I got, Iteration. I got no time for you. Yeah, good stuff. All right, my in your uh, guys, I have a problem. We know that. What? Yeah, well, uh, which, which, which are you gonna? Are you gonna? I have, I have um, fallen into a major comic book attention deficit disorder. Yes, sir. Stunned. I'm freaking stunned. Uh, I don't think you're alone in this affliction. I can't Please. finish anything. All right, oh. here's here's my stack right now. I have the extraordinary extraordinary adventures of Adele Blonsek, volume two. Um, I have um, like a sniper lining up his shot. I have um, the all four Love and Rockets new stories. All Damn, four how volumes. Do you, how do you pick? Um, DC Universe Legacies, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. I'm about halfway done with that. Wait, um, you have I, all four volumes because you gave me the first volume to read. Well, I had to he buy bought, the first volume. He bought it again. again. He Hilarious. It again. That's uh, awesome. Um, which I'm just about done with the first one, but I have the next three to read. Um, I still have to finish up um, games, the new Teen Titans. I have like oh my god, I have like <laughs> the last the last quarter of that. I'm still reading the Meta Barons. I'm halfway through Inkle, and my um, my In Your Travels, which I have read the first like three issues like four times because I keep restarting it and by the way I'm only half you know a quarter of the way through Commandy right now but my in your travels is Scud the disposable assassin ah. <laughs> nice <laughs> nice which I've read like the first three issues in the collected edition Sweet. like four times and I can't get past it and I set it on the the, the, the bedside table and then I go and I read one of these other eight goddamn comics I can get through. I pick, please, you guys pick a comic for me to finish. Love and Rockets. Well, God, Vince, that's, that's, that's volumes of shit. You need to be current on it's, that for your 11 o'clock I'm telling you. Uh, all right. So the new stories, the four volumes of new stories. Yes. Yes. You need to re you, you sure. have to make it through the fourth volume. You have right, to. That's Vince. That's just David. my opinion. David? Uh, no, I'd say Love and Rockets. Okay. All right. Well, are the characters in the second, third, and fourth volumes the same as the ones from the first? Yes. Yeah, a lot of them are, yeah. But like different stories or continuation? Both. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to get a sense. Well, because I guess I'm trying to get a sense of is 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 if you're if you have strong feelings one or the other about the first volume, will it be reasonably representative of how you feel about subsequent volumes? Oh no, you didn't like it. No, I'm asking the question so I can be prepared. Oh, have, have you no read, foreshadowing he wants, here. He wants, he, wants have you read to, he wants to answer your question, Chris. 
No, I, 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 I'm, I'm like probably ten pages from finishing up the first volume, and I fucking loved every second of it. I would vote for Scud simply because um, I, I own it, and I also think it's very evocative of yeah, uh, I, Jul- I, I, of Julian's I, I, ants. Scud's hilarious. <laughs> I tell you, a guy that, that I absolutely love and adore and respect as a creator is Ryan Brown, who does uh, God Hates Astronauts and Blast Furnace and is a talent to, to watch out for. That's like the the one piece of original of original art that I see in his house that uh, that that is not his own stuff is is a page from Scud. Hmm. Nice. So we yeah, got no. two Love and Rockets and one Scud. You have All to right. make the deciding. Thing, All right. Chris. So in that in that order of you know fuck uh, Meta Barons and and no, Meta Barons isn't going anywhere. And and Mobius and and Joe Dorowski, those assholes. Read. Oh read well, you need to just get off your ass and read them all. Yes. <laughs> it's really funny that you should mention ADD comic reading habits because I have tried Terrible. my damnedest to get through Astro City: The Dark Age. Yeah. Volume one. I, I can't get through the third issue. I just I, I, I read it and it's just like ah put it down, and get it back to it. It, it it's not that it doesn't it obviously doesn't hold my interest. I don't know what it is. I love Astro City. I think a lot of events is timing. Um yeah. the, there will be a Saturday or Sunday afternoon where you're like, Yep, okay, I'm gonna, you know, put on a cup of coffee or a, you know, a cup of tea or a beer or whatever and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna read this and you wall yourself off and then it just opens up to you, and it's the greatest thing you've ever read. And there are other times where you sit down to read it, and it's like, yeah, piece of shit. You know? Well, yeah, well, I don't know about, yeah, I wouldn't go with that extreme, but I know what you're saying. I mean, I would say, like with Astro City, it strikes me as extreme for a reason. So, yeah, when it was coming out, it was really inventive, you know. Where, but as now, though, I think it's it, it helped. I think it was one of the early examinations of what a lot of superhero storytelling has become. So, reading it now doesn't, I think, feel anywhere near as inventive and creative as it did when it was first coming out which is not in any way an admonition at Busick. It, i'm just saying right. it's because a lot well, of the storytelling it, has gone that direction that he was sort of early in forging and so yeah, it just doesn't right. feel as new as it did then that's yeah. kind of what i was saying about uh commandy earlier it's you know for me to have read commandy 10 years ago would not have had the same impact on me as reading it now so i think that there are there are times whenever a work resonates with you um at a much higher level and and i think it's it's more about the reader than it is about the work because I think you know stuff like you know you know Busick's work and Kirby's work and we talk about you know Joe Dorowski and, and and tons of other people. The work is good. Is sometimes you have to catch up to it. Yeah. Isn't it ironic? Is, no, isn't it ironic that he had to mature as a comic I, yes, reader to yes. read a book designed for a ten-year-old boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it's. I think that's pretty awesome. No, I'm not making a uh, a judgment. I'm just saying no, I think that's, that's, awesome. that's 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 ironic. That's cool. You know, from the mouth of babes. Out of the four items in in my signature, that only one I have fully read. I I still have to get past a certain spot in Finder, and I need to find time to read Lovestruck. And and I definitely Infinite Kung Fu is not something that I want to read. While I have time, put down and then get back to it. It's something that I and and we we're going to be off. I think for the last two weeks in December. So I see a lot of reading 
in, in oh, my so future this month. And to be clear to listeners, you mean you'll be off from work, not that we won't be. Recruiting. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, we will. We're, we, we at work, we have the week off between Christmas and New Year's as a given to us because we give up a lot of the, the bank holidays like Columbus and, and things like that. So we're off from work. From oh, that. you give up bank holidays. How yes. fucking big of you. Hey, it's not my rule. It's it's the the college decided that before I started working. Speak about fucking Columbus Day, fucking put us up on the cross. I thought that's, you were going to wow. be nice for this. I know what happened. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That hey. that got shot the shit off. Yeah. No, he just meant during the podcast. Once after we do the <laughs> intro, celebrate Cashmere Pulaski Day. After, after the intros and bring in your travels, that then all bets are off. Cashmere Pulaski. I see your true colors. Oh boy, holiday here in Chicago or, or in uh, Illinois. We're also Settle down, taking- Alan. The, uh, uh, we're also taking off the week before, <laughs> so yeah. So I'll I'll be doing a lot of reading. But my in your travels this week Yay. is um, is fairly new. It's fairly recent. It's still ongoing because it's a mini series that that hasn't finished yet. Actually, Vince talked about it not too not too long ago. It's uh, Legion of Monsters. Yes, it's hopeless and Juando. Yeah, it is. Um, so it much fun! Is, it is so much fun. It is I beautiful. I hope this gets mel- uh, this gets hopeless more Marvel stuff because I hope so too. Dude, he, it, 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 is, it is witty as hell. I love his his uh, his Damon Hellstrom. Just, oh, just I love his Elsa. So, oh, his Elsa yeah. is great. But and but there you go. See, it's, it's that thing where I was I was I was chilling with Elsa. Everything was fine until she had to go and open her mouth in that second issue towards oh. the end. Or <laughs> it's like it's like funny. really. Dude, how much too harsh, man. I imagine one of us, I mean, like, it's a good thing you don't write people off in real life like you do in comics. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But it's like, <laughs> well, really? I've never that's, pissed that's him off. Head? No, never. Oh, never. I'm going to stick to the podcast. So I just, I, I just, <laughs> I'm like, that going to do that, really? So we have to, you know, obviously we'll see how it plays out in the third mm-hmm. issue. It's all for the purpose of the story and things like that. But I'm like, how old are you? Where you're just gonna go ahead? I mean, you're, you've lived this long in your life, and and you've done the things you've done. But but you're going to actually have a brain fart and and do something against Jack's wishes. And it's just like, but I I, I have to realize that you know this is all all part of the story, and 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 we have to get to, to the end game. But it's still, it's just like. All of a sudden, she becomes like this eight-year-old kid who doesn't want to listen. And I'm like, what happened to you in the first issue and a half? Where but, She needs to be spanked. There you go. But it's still, like, like, like you guys have said, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's funny. It's, it's great stuff. And, I, I just, I, and, they're, and they're a good team. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned Love Struck before and, and, and Hopeless. And, of course, Melon may make a great team. And I Hope think, your head. I think, yeah. I, I think, uh, Dennis looks like he, he can work well with, with a variety of styles because Kevin Mellon is quite different than Wando artistically. So the <laughs> fact that, 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 that both stories are, are well crafted and, and, and that he works well with, with these two individual artists with, with their distinct styles, it, uh, it, it says a lot to me. So, I mean, I, I can't wait. To see where Legion of Monsters is going, I'm, I and and the whole thing with Morbius and 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 um, it's just is I do like Michael Morbius as a character. I, I I enjoyed him in Amazing Spider-Man years ago. I enjoyed him in in Marvel <laughs> three. Uh, it's it's good game, yo, and and, and, and Spidey. But it's it's um mm-hmm. it's just 
it's nice seeing him as as uh, as a resident scientist in this. He's not he's not getting dirty with the action because that, that that's what Russell and everybody else is for. But it's it it's just it it's great fun. I I knew it would be, but I didn't think it would be as fun as it is. So I'm I'm quite pleased with it. Yeah, Manphibian? Seriously, you you put Manphibian in a book? It's You're like there's a, a there's there's a hook that just comes right out of the pages, gets me in the cheek. I gotta buy it. And that, and, and, and that damn dude who, who who's living in the goddamn ductwork of of <laughs> <laughs> that oh damn God. dude. Damn I think <laughs> I think Juan has a checklist, and he'll just gets to number three. Insert Elsa booty shot. Okay, we got that for this issue, and I yeah, love him for yeah. it. I love him. You it's like, know you're, fight, you're fighting this big-ass monster. Wait a minute. I got to angle myself so the viewer sees my booty. With, with, with her little nose and everything. No, he, oh, he's she's like a bunny. She's like a bunny. Yeah, he does. No, he draws a great Elsa. Sick. Yeah. All right, Jason, you go. I got three things to say. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, I'll be brief, though, unlike the rest of y'all bitches. <laughs> <laughs> First, uh, first, head on over to our forums at uh, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Uh, hopefully by the time you hear this, if not shortly thereafter, we'll have the the long overdue 11 O'Closkers thread up for this year. Um, my work, unexpected work issues, plus we're sort of tweaking the categories. Is and like- vacation. I know, in the vacation, it's I'm just a slacker, um, but uh, but we we so we will probably end up. We have to talk about this. We'll probably end up doing the episode later in January, maybe in early February, to give you everyone time to sort of because usually we have the thread up for a while and people can sort of update. It hasn't really happened that way this year, but but go there, look for it, contribute. You know, hopefully we'll have each year we've had an even bigger turnout from the year prior. Hopefully we'll have that again this year. Um, now, if you want to actually go someplace physically. Uh, I would say to you that uh, Vince and I have regaled in times past uh, of Wild Pig Comics and their 50% off sales. Um, Chris at Wild Pig closed down his store uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, and he's just been running semi-annual conventions. Um, But he actually dropped me a line this week to let me know that uh, he now has, I think, close to 100,000 back issues. Oh, my God. He's he's also getting married, so he's trying to... (laughs) streamline his stock so he's um i guess he's the liquidation sale yeah yeah he's the space he used to have uh at in kenilworth where he had the store is still vacant so he's i guess rented it or secured it for a week in december and he emailed me the tales um and i did want to pass it on i I hope to get there myself although i don't know which day but basically from i'll put it in the form with the actual dates but like from saturday december 10th through Sunday, December 18th, and not every day, but but definitely on the weekends and then some during the week, he's going to have the store reopen, and he's bringing 50,000 back issues alphabetized that will be a quarter apiece. Jesus! Which is insane. Really? Uh, <laughs> Chris, is, not, <sighs> not, not this Chris. A wild pig Chris. Separately. I want, I, want, I want all your DC 100 page back uh, issues. Yeah, what I was going to say is, is Vince can attest having gone to these two and, and other people like Alan have been there and, and Julian. Um, I mean, these are not, these are in, for the most part, great condition. Uh, yeah. the, you know, they go all the way back to, to the Silver Age in some cases. I mean, these are not like, you know, crappy, who would ever want to read these issues? So he's got 50,000 at a quarter and he's going to have 4,000 trades at, I think, 40 or 50% off. I forget which, but, wow. um, so it's in Kenilworth. I'll put the details, but it's definitely worth going. I was always a huge fan of his in in store sales. I actually haven't been able to go to his 
con- his like week- weekend conventions the last two times because I've had other obligations. But I definitely hope to, to at least hit the, hit the sale one day. So maybe we can even make a little meetup. Um, and then last but certainly not least, my In Your Travels reading pick this week is a little follow-up from uh, from David's pimpage of uh, Amazing Spider-Man last week. Um, as as you guys know, I'm I'm way, way behind in The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, uh, I, I've, I'm probably like two and a half, three years behind at this point. Um, although I have most of the, the uh, at least all through the brand new day, I have all of, all of those, those hardcovers. I just haven't read them all yet. But I did pick up um, uh, Avenging Spider-Man number one. Oh! Uh, written by Zeb Wells. Uh, uh, pencils by Joe Mads, which we haven't seen. It's been a while since I saw Joe Mads. Yes. Book. Uh, and, uh, and I believe the... How's uh, the coloring? Colors, well, the colors are better than Ultimates 3. Because it's a they, different colorist. Doesn't look like it was like set in a mud puddle for three no. days. No. no, no, not at all. Which uh, I, it, was Daniel, it Daniel Ferran or what? I'm, I, Fe, I'm, Ferran Daniel, I think. Dan- oh Jesus! Yeah. All right, yeah, comma. But um, I didn't real. I, I bought. I ordered this sight unseen because it's one of those things like DCBS often offers the number one issues at really inexpensive prices. And I think this was seventy five percent off. Um, and I just figured it would be a, be a kick if nothing else to see Joe Mad draw a comic again. But um, but this is a blast, man. It was it was it basically looks like what this is going to be is uh, is is a stealth renamed version of Marvel Team Up. Exactly, and I yeah, I, I, I I did not know that when yeah. uh, when it was announced at San Diego this year. So I I didn't know it until I read the first issue, and and I'm like, oh okay. And I, I'll, I'll wait for you to finish because I actually have some notes for the first issue. We just never got around to talking. Oh, okay, about it, so. yeah. I mean, so so this this first issue was Spidey with the Red Hulk who. Uh, spoilers to, to those behind in Avengers is a member of the Avengers now, and uh, and, and I think the name Avenging Spider Man is at least I think for a while it seems like they're going to have him be teaming up in a Marvel team up style with with members of the Avengers like yes guessing and so this first story is it's kind of funny it's uh, it's Siege is wrapped up and and Spidey needs to get back to New York so he needs a bummer ride so basically they no one wants to give him a ride home so so they they get Red Hulk to jump him home <laughs> so they get back to New York and uh, and Jameson J J Jameson who's the mayor of New York now um, is basically kidnapped by the Mole Men and uh, and the Hulk and Spidey end up having to to rescue him. Um, but I got to say, number one, Joe Mad still has his skills for sure. Uh, it, it, so I was really happy to see that because because I'd forgotten how much I, I enjoyed Joe Mad when he was on his game. Um, two, you know, I haven't read a ton of Zeb Wells' Spidey, but you know, he was part of the 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 Spider uh, the Brain Trust, the Webheads. Yeah, um, and, and he definitely, if, at least for this issue, he he. There's the right amount of humor. There's there's some definitely witty repartee between Spidey and some of the other characters. Um, uh, I, I, there's a great reveal at the end, a little little cliffhanger, because you know it's it's this isn't the first dance where we've seen Mole Man and the and, the, <laughs> the first. and, and you know uh, and and his uh, and his you know uh, his 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 minions sort of attack New York City. So so a credit to Zed. They would be called Moloids. Yeah, yeah, but wolves and other creatures as well is why I said minions. But but uh, but there's a, a the last page of the sort of. Sets up a different status quo. It's getting yeah. late. I've had a little bit to drink. So. A little bit, but no, no, it's terrific. And, and so, if this is what we're going to get more of, I mean, if we're going to get like sort of these one or two issue little Marvel team up arcs, I am all in. So I, I actually pre I didn't pre order the second or third issue um, until I read this, but I read this yesterday, and I then emailed Cameron at DCBS and asked him to, to throw on issues two and three. So nice, hook really me up. Yeah. The uh, and and make sure well depending on how you feel about it, because apparently 
with the fourth issue with the Hawkeye team up, uh, Greg Land is doing the art. So, so we have we have three issues of we have three issues of Joe Mad. Salt Peter. I believe we have some Greg Land and then some Lanil U, and then I think Joe Mad is back. But okay, um, okay. so Joe Mad can he's he's good for, for for three issues and then apparent or or yeah, a couple I guess. I mean, it, it was announced in the letters page in the first issue where uh, ah, okay. Stephen Wacker says that you know. As as great as Joe is, he's not the fastest. So it, oh it, no shit. It'll be Zeb Wells <laughs> and Joe. Hello, Captain Obvious. And 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 other talented. Fair. You know, I guess I'll have to wait and see. I mean, certainly I've I've endured a lot of. Greg Lentz definitely not among my favorites, but I I've definitely have read him consistently with with Uncanny because I'm a right. big Uncanny fan. So yeah. Zero. Um, my uh, my my notes. Uh, I'll try to say this as as loud as I can over a drunk Chris. The uh, <laughs> it, it it is it is Marvel team up and and I I would have liked to have seen an anchor, but like I said, it's it's with the coloring that isn't apparent that that he had in, in Ultimates three. It's um it's not as offensive as that. There were some pages when Vince and I were talking about the issue off off the air. Um. There's a double page spread after the first um after the battle has won and and some things just didn't look quite right, especially Spider Woman sitting there off to the side. So it's still you could tell it's Joe Mad and, and there were some things that, that were very um Humberto Ramos esque and Yeah, and that's some, true. But it it's still I mean, it's it's Joe Mad and, and, and you're there for 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 the frenzy for for the kinetic feel of it and, and it, it, it works. I, I think he and Zeb do, do make a um do make a, a real good team. I was a little, I didn't know because there was really no opening location at the beginning of the book. I didn't know they weren't already in New York city because it's Spider-Man. It's the Avengers. I just, for some reason, I just thought they were already in New York. And, and the fact that that Spidey needs a ride home, it, it took me a second to realize that when we were talking about the marathon, when they, when they took us to the marathon, that we weren't where we were in the same area that, that, that the Avengers just finished fighting. Mm-hmm. So, so some things were a little, I don't want to say sloppy. Just it, it, it took me a second to get my footing. Yeah, you mean like a little top left, a little balloon to highlighting where they were. What just a little bit, yeah. Just give me an idea. Um, it, it doesn't. I, I was a little because I, I did read this and then went back to Spider Island. I wasn't sure if there was, um, if there was some continuity because this really can be as long as you know Red Hulk is on the Avengers. Um, I wasn't sure if following Fear itself, if if Steve Rogers does double duty as super soldier, Steve and captain America, or if he only wears one costume now. Uh, so I wasn't sure where, and it doesn't matter for this story where continuity fit, because we also had, had Spider-Man mentioned that, um, that his spider sense had just returned and, and that, that returned during spider Island. So I wasn't sure if it kind of just already told me something that happens in spider Island that I didn't get up to yet. Uh, um, but you know, I mean, depending on when you read these things, that that's really not going to matter. It's like when people want to know, you know, why, why is this happening in uncanny X-Men, but the Wolverine's also in X-Men and it didn't happen there. And it's like, dude, it doesn't, when, when the story's done, it doesn't matter when you read it. It's just, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I took it, because I haven't read Spider Island yet, and I just took it okay. If this is going to be like team-up, it means it's going to take place in those little pocket windows Absolutely. of time that, Absolutely. that we're not seeing in the main continuity of the books. Yeah. That's it. So, But, I mean, otherwise, I, I do want to see – I'm not a big fan of Mole Man and the Moloids, so uh, as great as a rock, I love all their other hits, but it's it's not a <laughs> – <laughs> 
it's um it i don't know it like looks like we got some orc stain inspired characters there at a the, little uh, bit a little bit right? yeah yeah definitely and, and i only know orc stain from from the banner art that that, that oh, hmm, exactly. yeah hey, i know speaking of orc, orc stain what the hell Dude, what? has i i didn't think it was supposed to be something that was going to be on the regular i mean it has been a while though right yeah Okay. Yeah, well, I think he probably smartly. Wor- I'm hoping he's just working on the next volume and then won't solicit it until it's done. That's cool. How about that? That's uh, in the meantime, you. I got my beautiful Orkstein page I'm looking at right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So no, I, I one I, of these I, days I'll grab one. I, I co-signed Jason's comment. That definitely check out Avenging Spider-Man if you like fun. Just and and it's Red Hulk. I mean, and it's and it's yep. it's a unique team because. It's it's interesting to see if, if you know who Red Hulk is to to, to see him hang out, we'll say, with yeah. some like Spider Man and 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 you know that that that's an odd couple. But I I, I dug the first and, issue. I will check out this arc. And I hadn't really read much of Jameson as uh as mayor yet. I mean, I knew oh that's right. Had, I knew he'd become mayor just from you know the various and sundry stories that you hear. But I, I hadn't actually seen that in action. So uh, so yeah, no, I thought I thought Wells definitely did the characterization yeah. of all the <sighs> characters well. Oh, Christopher. I'm dead sleepy time. Sleep Nothing engages the listener more than a year. I love that it's midnight here and it's... I know, right? And it's like, like, hey, I work hard for the money. I get up, I'm I, up like 5 o'clock every morning. Got to so, iron his leg warmers, you know. When, so I got dogs to walk. I got wives to get to the train. Yeah, it's, it's like when, when we start recording. And service my wife before I go to work. Ooh, there you go. I like we're, that. We're, we're over I here. It's like nine it's o'clock nice. over here on the East Coast. Chris is like, I just had my early bird special at four thirty. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I bet right. I just, yeah. oh, there you go, folks. Good to so be back, buddy. It is very good to be back, and we're sorry. It's bad. It's just, we're, <laughs> we're sorry. We're sorry we got all chatty up in this bitch, but we have I'm to. Sorry. <laughs> See, you, you gotta People make it seem. Vince apologizing for being chatty. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not sorry. Democrats apologizing for raising the deficit. They pay to listen to events. It's, it's what they do. It's what they do. I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here. We'll be back next week. And you know what? As usual, we love you so damn much. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Let's fucking say that. I don't say it. I don't say anything that's not true. Give us a fucking nice review on iTunes, you bastards. We got a couple good ones recently, nice. and, I, and yeah. I appreciate that. We all appreciate that. Thank you very oh, much. And also, if you participate, if you are participating in the uh, in the holiday gift exchange, and we had a record turnout in that as well. Um, I gotta send shit to fucking Australia again. You're oh, the one who signed up, but uh, but by all means, make yourself, sure you man. you uh you you get up on that because nothing's worse than. Uh, Waiting at the Christmas tree for Santa to bring you a present and not show up. Like I did last year, I got laid. Dan appreciates that eight by ten autographed picture of me. (laughs) (laughs) I love getting presents on Three Kings Day. Fuck that. It's like Alice Cooper on the front of Love It to Death. That's not a thumb. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Hey, thanks. We love you. We're out. We'll be back. But like it or not. Holidays. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Uh, you say happy Word holidays? Happy trails. Happy trails. Happy holidays. Bye. Later. <laughs> it's not a it's not an end of the show unless David says call me. Call me. Hey, he says it every week. Almost every week. Yeah, say it. Call me. He did. God. Fucking you never fucking listen. Wow.
You're never fucking sober. What are you talking about? Honest to God. <laughs>